0: Wrestling Authority Radio, with your host Jess Blue, Chaotic Katie, the dean of wrestling referee Steve Kane, and sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans.
4: It's time for war.
1: into the ER, everyone. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host. The Universal Referee Steve Kane.
3: The reason why the show can never be a bag of dicks. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Go ahead. the uh, other reason why always... the show is never a bag of dicks? No. <laughs> it's just you, a.k.a. Mouse Mayhem. Yeah, a.k.a. Baby Blue. So, boys, uh, girls, how are you? How's it going? How was your day, and how was our night?
1: Uh, well, it was fine. You have some screening to do.
3: Sure, so I shouldn't be the only one doing this, but okay.
1: Hmm. All right. Uh, well, she takes care of that and finds out who's here and who's not. Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone into the ER. This is Wrestling not, and Radio. This is Wrestling Authority Radio, and, uh, okay, we have, we have, uh, wait a minute. Okay, the rest of the tickets for All In went on sale today. The pre sale sold out in under 30 minutes, sold out in under four minutes. That is a new record.
0: Unreal. Wow.
1: Forty thousand fans trying to get tickets to the historic event. I'll tell you what, um, let me let me
0: let me find uh Cody had a uh Cody had a tweet on this today, so let me let me find that uh real quick here. I'll have to look at my
3: Cody had a couple of tweets today. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, what are we doing, boys? What's going on? What did I miss? We're talking about how uh, the tickets sold out in
1: four minutes today. Double or nothing. Oh. Four minutes. That is a new record. I don't know how Eight. the hell you sell out of tickets in four minutes, but they they did it.
3: Hey, hey, if Justin Bieber can do it. <laughs> And these guys are <laughs> a lot better than Justin Bieber. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Justin Bieber can do it any tickets it. a minute. Yeah. Hey, man, the Tragically That's Hip has insane. done it. Um, Kiss, Kiss is coming back in the summertime, and I'm pretty sure I won't be able to get a ticket because they're probably gone. You know, um, um, who else is coming so to uh, the Rolling Stones are on tour this that, year as well. And I know I won't be able to see them because their 'cause they'll probably sell out in the same amount of time.
5: Not,
0: okay, no. here we go. Here's, here's what Cody tweeted seven hours ago. Tickets purchased from all 50 states domestically, plus Puerto Rico, D.C., nine countries, yeah. Canada, U.K., Mexico, Australia, Costa Rica, Finland, Germany, Panama, Australia, oh. or Austria, rather.
4: Excellent.
0: First same-day sell-off for pro wrestling in Vegas ever.
3: Wow. Yeah, well, yeah I'm not saying a shit ton. There's, there's yeah, exactly. a
1: lot of records that were broken by this one. So, uh, it'll be That's a very cool. interesting pay-per-view on Saturday night, May 25th, 2019. It's All Elite Wrestling's first pay-per-view, double or nothing.
6: And I said, well,
1: I love the, the fact official. that it's stirring the pot. Right. So...
0: All right, our guest is, uh, our first guest is already here, so we're going to go ahead and bring him on. Uh, He's an East Coast uh, product, a uh, graduate of our friend uh, Danny Cage's Monster Factory. And he uh, competes along the East Coast and has also competed in Ring of Honor. I've been uh, looking forward to getting this guy on for quite a while. So here's a big welcome
4: to...
3: yeah. And ladies, ladies, he has a voice and a half, so let me tell you. Woo. Let's go. To go along, to go along <laughs> with the body and a half. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he's got a body and a half. You got the pictures right, Katie? Yes, yes, indeed. Bring <laughs> those breathing shards.
2: How <laughs> Can you hear hey. me?
3: Hey, darling. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming Hello. in. Hello. Hey, hey.
4: Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you could read you the sound
4: a... book to me, and I would be happy. <laughs>
3: oh no! Oh no! You can no.
6: ABC Plumbing. Nine Oh
3: my! Oh my! Well, I'm I'm waiting on I'm waiting on a medical textbook to come in in the mail. Um, I'll send you a copy, and you and I can uh, stay up all night while you read it to me. Is that be okay? It sounds
6: good. to give you. I can give you an adequate rundown of the bubonic plague and the effects it had in the <laughs> 14th century.
3: <laughs> Goddamn rats! <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> That's like most everything. Damn rats! <laughs> I've had pet, I've had pet rats. They're as smart as dogs. Be nice to the rats. Those ones were just evil and sent and sent from the bowels of the earth to kill everybody. So it's not their fault. I was more thinking of Ring Rats again, but, you know, that gets me in trouble oh, oh, oh. every time. Ring Rats and Dick Sponges. <laughs> Ring Rats
6: and Dick Sponges. That's Indeed, all. Dude, I, uh, I, I hear Rats are still around spreading the plague in a different way in the wrestling world. <laughs> <be a terrific laughs> or
3: or or spreading or spreading a plague in the wrestling world. We don't know what's between their legs. We don't know what they're bringing to the party. We don't know. What we need to protect ourselves from. So people, seriously, we need to do a PSA. Beware of the ring rot. We need yeah. We need a PSA one time, man. We got to make one.
6: Indeed. eat, eat, eat <laughs> up cheese in the refrigerator, gentlemen.
3: Oh my god. I don't think people realize it's a real problem. It's, uh, it's a real problem. It's all. Hey, it's not just a real problem around the ring. It's just not a real problem around the ring, man. It's a problem everywhere. The bitches, bitches, be crazy and always trying to steal your shit or your man. Okay, so yeah, or your woman. Well,
1: we have this song to play for, just for ring rats. Already? I'm only gonna play a little. Uh, no, I'm only gonna play a little bit of it.
3: This is called
1: <laughs> get funny. This is actually called rats. Oh.
3: The band Rat, you know the '80s rock band that did that failure called Rat. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> it
4: sounds,
3: sounds like Rat.
1: I need to clip that and have and, and find somebody from a famous movie going Rat. Uh, nah, I don't know. We could we could have fun with that. A Ring Rat well, clip or a Barker. Well, okay,
3: <laughs> okay. Um, Steve will appreciate this. Steve, you like Rush, right? What's that? You, you like Rush, right?
0: I love, yeah, Rush. I love Rush.
3: Okay, you know, you know the song Subdivision.
0: Okay, yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, every once in a while you hear Subdivision. That that used to be one of our what did um yeah Mark Daly. He used to do. He was one of our entertainment reporters on City TV, and he got to perform with Rush. So yeah, you get a local local town hero, and, and yeah, you just go Subdivision <laughs> in the parking lot. Subdivision.
1: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Oh That's what pretty much oh, what right. this
1: is. That's what pretty much yeah. what this is, except they say rats and the video is yeah. freaky as hell. And at, and yeah. my mom's like my mom's like, Why are you listening to a song about rats? I was like, Evidently it's the new cool thing. You know, I well
3: I've never been with the a so. cool. We we haven't discussed this yet, but a shirt, a certain wrestler is selling pictures of his poop. Bowls of Her poop. Poop. bowls. Yeah. Her poop. Her poop. Yep. Yes. But apparently it's a thing now. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I thought I, I thought that started with, uh, you know, uh, who was it that did the glorious bomb? Uh, the, who did the glorious bomb? The glorious bomb? Yes. No. You don't remember that? It was uh, Johnny Gargano and somebody else, uh, Photo bombing uh, Bobby Roode, and they did it one time, and it was right after he took a shit. <laughs> oh,
3: <my God. laughs> that was... it's okay, folks, this is my fault. No. I'm sorry. We're, we're talking about fecal matter. I'm sorry. All right. We're not monkeys. We're not going to start flinging our poop. Next.
6: I mean, what yeah. What could be more oh. glorious, though, than someone photobombing someone on the throne? I mean, it doesn't. More <laughs> than that,
1: <laughs> but could you imagine yeah. that? Could you imagine that, Wolf? That uh, you know, some somebody is literally. There's a female wrestler literally out there taking pictures of her shit and signing it and selling the eight by ten. It's a
3: woman. I yes. thought it was a dude. Yes. I thought it was no, two. it's a
1: woman. Oh.
6: I mean, I think oh, that gives a whole new definition to the phrase. I'd like to buy a bowel. <laughs>
4: does
3: she charge? Oh. Does she charge? That's okay? Does she charge depending on how big, size, color, taco are? No, Tuesday it's like five dollars. It's like five. She's like selling it for five bucks. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a struggling independent. I'm a, I'm a struggling independent wrestler. I'm, I'm all about making money, but hell no. No. Money is money is money. Money is money is money is money. Like, if I were a wrestler, I'd sell my tights and my socks and my face for money, but I ain't selling my fecal matter pictures. You can fuck off. Those are boring, Well, you know, you
1: know what that gives a brand new, <laughs> new definition to? Selling okay. your shit.
3: Yeah, well, what if it has corn in it? And, like, if you could see what they have for dinner, is it worth more? Oh, God. <laughs> Katie. Husband, Katie. I know, I'm Katie, for my oh,
4: husband. God. It's
3: not me. Ask Darren asked. My husband asked. Where?
4: Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not
3: me. Actually, I, this <laughs> one is not mine. Damn it. Really Everybody lost it. our PG-13 rating. Bullshit, well, really we've never
6: about uh, You hear about wrestlers all the time on the independence especially. He's trying to get that shit in. Well, this gives him a whole new way to do it, I think.
4: <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, oh, shit, my god literally.
6: Oh, my God. Okay. Uh,
1: I just I, want I, to I... my
3: co-host to shut up so he can keep talking. I'm sorry. He's just... Uh. Dreamy. He
1: uh he, well the the person doing it is Shotzi Blackart or Shotzi Blackart, however you pronounce it.
6: That's so, interesting. I'm not surprised that there'd be Shotzi doing that.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so Grey Wolf, we don't know a lot about you. Um I I've heard of you, yes, but I don't know your background, so tell us about what made you get into the crazy world of professional wrestling.
2: Well, you know,
6: I, I relate the story quite often, you know. When you're growing up, you see, you know, you're told the story of the greatest heroes of all time. You know, some children are drawn to comic books because they're larger than life. You know, you see these superheroes, yeah. these fantastic things. And I, you know, was always drawn to you know, the stories of the Romans in the gladiatorial arena and you know jousting oh. on horse back
3: Oh, honey, you're of, into the Roman Greco, Greco thing? I love anything Roman Greco area. We could talk for hours, honey. Chariots, indeed. anything and, you want.
6: Indeed, and you know the sort of that sort of combat. You know, for me, when I had first seen professional wrestling, you had the largest, meanest, scariest individuals competing in front of thousands and thousands of people. You know, giving it their best. And going head-to-head, head, it was almost a collision of the Titans. It was something so epic and so grandiose that it just drew me in immediately. And you think about a modern-day warrior on that grand of a scale, and I feel like that was the epitome of what was the gladiatorial, you know, what it was jousting, you know, where you had thousands of people watching this grand spectacle of the fiercest Fighters, and it just drew me in immediately. I said, you know, I want to be one of those. I want to be one of those fighters now. Hmm. Where,
3: yeah where uh, I, I need I need to ask a question of our guest. Uh, Mr. Grey Wolf, where are you from? Your voice is you very unique.
6: Very unique. I spent sort of, a lot of time travelling. Um, born in Reykjavik, spent some time in Marsex Rock in most uh parts of Germany. Moved here when I was seventeen, so I, I I've I've got a hodge of hodgepodge of, you know, different sounds about me, so I've been told this is a lot more tame apparently than it used to be. It's a I've been living in New Jersey for the past twenty years or so, so Um, I've kind of adopted a little through the language here.
3: Yeah, well, I'm telling you, your voice is just, oof, it goes well with my wine, let me tell you.
6: (laughs) I'm I'm hoping you're enjoying both. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, wrestling has always kind of been... It's just larger than life And it's uh, It's still that way to this day To a little bit Not as much as it was before Because it's not every day you have a 7 foot giant The size of Andre the Giant Roaming around Mm -hmm. Uh, You you just don't have that anymore So You know And and, you know To give the 90's credit I'll give Vince credit for the 90's He pulled in Yokozuna we went from having a guy that was seven foot tall to about seven foot yes. wide. Yeah.
6: <laughs> you know, really, they say wrestling has evolved, it has changed in a certain way, and I, I sort of agree. I mean, now, obviously, you have the wellness policy implemented, so you don't have the gargantuan individuals you had, you know, the days they are gone. Um, and also, you know, a lot of, you see a lot more athleticism now, They're really brilliant athletes now, as, as opposed to just big sportsmen. And believe me, I'm drawn to, you know, I was always a strong, you know, a fan of the power the power wrestler, you know, having a background in bodybuilding, having a background in, in strength training and, and um, powerlifting. I've always a strong um, sort of style. And you see, you see something different now. It's not the same type of athlete. The type of athleticism we're seeing now is a caliber that you've never seen before. I really think with the influences um, that we've had in the past several years, you know, with the, the standards to which they're being held, is much higher than the days past. I mean, I think that the, the archetype before was your Honky Tonk man, your Greg the Hammer Valentine's, your Arn Andersons, your Buzz Sawyers, or people yeah. like that, with you know, big, strong, tough men. It's just adapted and it's evolved into something different now where you have a really high caliber, caliber of athlete that um, you just weren't, that wasn't typical, it was very atypical many, many years ago. I mean, you had even coming going, referring to the 90s or so. I mean, you had your own heart to a little more athletic. You know, Jimmy Snooker defined a whole new style from jumping off the top rope. You know, that was something almost unheard of in mainstream at the time. So you just see innovation after innovation and adaptation. And some of the people especially, we see the novelty of what's going on in the United Kingdom or over in Japan or something's coming out of Mexico. It's just absolutely unbelievable with what they're doing now.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and it's, and it's an amazing thing. We said that 2019 was going to be a special year in the wrestling business, and we were just talking about it before we had you on the air, about how All Elite has sold out Double or Nothing in under four minutes, Uh, and it's the first wrestling event in uh, Vegas to sell out. So,
6: Yes, what they're doing is absolutely remarkable, and I think All Elite is really a proper name given the, the company that... They're running with right now because some of the athletes in there are just absolutely amazing. They're extremely talented, and I really feel like they're defining the new generation. They're going to be setting the bar as far as what you're going to see for generations and ages to come. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So,
0: now, um, now, how, now, okay, so now you, yeah, we've talked about the fact, yeah, you did train with uh, Danny over at the Monster Factory, and that. Um uh, how did how did you and Danny first uh fuck up and
6: that's where to go is, Yep. This is an interesting story indeed. Um the Monster Factory has gone through many incarnations, of course, having been started well over thirty years ago by um pretty boy Larry Sharp and and Buddy uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, you know, to train the the son of Nature Boy uh, Buddy Rogers. Um, who had never pursued a wrestling career, and then up taken on people like King Kong Bundy and Bam Bam Bigelow in the, you know, in the MCC. Mm-hmm. And Danny Cage know. actually had taken over the Monster Factory in, in 2011. So when I was trained, when I broke in, it was approximately 2005. And it was not run by Danny Cage at the time. It was actually run by a man named uh, Ed. So that's, we'll just leave his name right there. We'll just call him Ed, because he has since disappeared from all public view, and no one knows where he went. Um, but it was about a valley shop. We'd still owned the academy, and I had been training. You know, it was completely different than when, when uh, Ed had been running the, when the place. We were, you know, in a warehouse, literally in a warehouse, where there was no heat in the, uh, the winter and there was no air conditioning in the summer. And we would open with pump drills, you know, seven, eight, nine in a row, in 15 degree weather. He said it was tough up, you know. And we were in a boxing ring. It wasn't even a wrestling ring. It was a 20 foot boxing ring. So you can imagine oh, how much that had, had no give to it. And every time it would rain, yeah. you know, buckets of water would come down from the ceiling. we'd have to remove totes, totes from the from the building filled with water. You know, it was just it was a really dreary facility and really run down. Danny Cage took over in 2011 with a completely new facility um, and brand new rings, and if you'd seen the Monster Factory now, you wouldn't believe it was even the same place. Yes, it bears the same name, but Danny took it and reformed it in such a way that they have Full amateur match in the entire facility. They have two different wrestling rings. They have a full weight room and facility there. Uh, full tech- technology. Oh, yeah. you, you know they have the internet and, and the television where you can do tape studies and all sorts of recording materials. And they teach promo work and you know, everything you can imagine. Referees and valets and, and announcers and commentary. Everything you could possibly imagine in the wrestling business. Oh, sure. sure. We have people that are training to do lighting and sound. Um, that we also coached them um, and now he has a deal with Ring of Honor where he's one of the primary camps that you have must go through in order to, f- to further your career to get to Ring of Honor so the place is yeah. in that Danny Page and he, he approached me I believe it may have been 2012 which, you know, I, I believe because he had shortly opened this, the new school and he, he was then sort of running shows out of the school and he had um, reached out to me to come back you know and then which eventually led to me working for Daniel and then later down the road, coaching for Daniel and helping him with camps and so forth. So I'm very, very privileged to have have the opportunities that I have had with them. Yeah. Well, and
1: yeah. it can be yeah. it's understanding why. At least you got to meet Larry Sharp. Not everybody got that yeah. opportunity.
6: Yeah. So Larry, true. Larry was a character indeed. You know, men, much good, mm. some bad. And he's passed away. You know, about a year and a half, two years ago now. And he was a character, he was one of a kind, and he had a, a signature voice. See if I can do this voice. It's Larry Sharp, he kind of talked like this. He had a very funny, high, <laughs> voice. He would come in and say, How oh, are you doing that? You know, And he was a funny, don't funny ever change again. Um, And he'd always have a story. He'd always have a story to tell you. And people always would have stories about Larry. And he was a legendary figure. And I was indeed privileged to have. Change a little under him, not so much under him, but his influence is always there. He's come around from time to time, and he's a character indeed. Some of the things that uh, some of the stories I cannot relate, they'll not be appropriate.
3: Oh, they're appropriate, they're appropriate. We talk about everything on here, man.
6: Uh, I, you I say whatever I prefer, you want. I'd prefer you not have to say no idea, just, just to honor his. You memory. Have
3: no idea. All right, but okay. you're allowed to say. Just, I, can, just understand, I can respect
6: that. Just that, understand.
3: Yeah. Just hold on a second. Just understand that there are there are no real limits on this show. Um, you're allowed to say whatever you want in any fashion that you want to say it. You may swear anything you like. Just so you know. All right. Okay.
6: Well, I, I just I choose to honor his memory and okay. the way I find it. And
3: that is honorable. That is that is. Hey man, that's straight up solid of you.
0: Yeah, Larry, Larry was definitely one, you know, like you say, he was he was definitely a character. Um, I, uh, back when I was first uh, breaking in, getting myself known, um, I hung out uh, quite a bit with uh, Ed Wasowski, a.k.a. Colonel De Beers.
6: And oh my God, did oh, he man. know Larry's
4: story?
6: He's to he's, this one is. He was one of the one, actually, very few people know this. He was an early influence on my heel work. I did a lot of Colonel views wow. study. I've never had the opportunity though to actually meet or converse with him. Um, which and I find unfortunate because I very much like to because of how strongly he influenced me early, early in my career as so, you know, I modeled myself much after what what he did, aside from the racist overtones and um things like that. Yeah. Yeah, boy, yeah,
4: definitely.
0: I mean, oh my gosh, but uh out, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, man, out of the ring, away from, you know, away from the audiences. Oh my gosh. That man was an absolute card. He talked about, you know, in fact one, one of the stories I remember so well is him talking about the fact that uh, um, when he'd fly out on trips, he always he always would sit in the back of the plane
4: because his,
0: uh, his explanation was, if the, if the plane's gonna crash, the back of the plane's gonna go down last i've got I've got the best chance I <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
4: not
0: I can't tell it as good as he does, but oh man you know, tell,
3: tell tell me a story Uncle Steve.
0: no, like I say that's it you know eddie eddie is eddie's one of a kind Eddie is one of a kind you know. I mean to, you know, to, to try and tell some of the stories that they would tell. I would not do him justice. He's just that good.
4: Aww. seriously. Well, yes. Then
6: some of my favorite okay. memories are, are traveling with old veterans or sitting at a dinner table with old veterans and listening to the tales and stories of, of things that they've oh. done and experienced that you would love to be able to do nowadays with cameras <laughs> and social media platforms. And some of those stories are the best because it was a different time. You can't do things now the way you could even 10 years ago. It's completely oh. a different game.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, def, it's definitely it's definitely changed. I mean, now, I mean
4: cool. we've
0: you know, talked in the past on here about uh, you know, how some people just still, you know, even drills, they're just like, you know, you can't do the things in drills like back you Well, know, even when, uh you know, when when I started, like, you know, almost 30 years ago, and that we used to, we used to run torture drills. I mean, four-minute drop-down drills, and that, and, you know, or getting clotheslined by every by every guy in the line. I mean, my gosh, you know, you do that, you do that nowadays, and people,
3: people would freak out.
6: Probably. I think think it's a generational shift in in several different ways. I think we're becoming more aware of the risk of serious injury and bumping your body over and over and over again, especially at the top tiers, you know. What's at the top tends to trickle down, and they're being more safe at the top levels, and people are beginning to emulate that. We do have the old-school philosophy. Oh, I want to bump this person. I don't want to hurt this person, stress this person. But we're seeing less and less that. We find it's not necessary. While it may have conditioned people to be tough, In a time when that was requisite to our business, um, it's sort of becoming defunct in a way. And what you're seeing is people practicing a lot more safe practicing for longevity, and not killing themselves with bumps. Practicing more psychology, and you know, instead of bumping like crazy, doing more rolls and doing more um, athletic maneuvers that aren't so impactful and harmful to the body. Especially with uh, all the information with the NFL coming out with you know the CTE and all the serious and traumatic brain injuries that are occurred oh, okay. with concussions. Um, we're just having we have more information. We have more knowledge. And as I said, at the highest levels, things are changing. People are things happening at the highest levels. And beginning to implement those practices themselves. And when we talk about wrestling evolving, this is just one of the many ways we have evolved. We're becoming more aware. We're becoming more cautious. We're becoming more um, wary of what we do to our bodies so we can preserve longevity and not have so much injury. You know, I, I remember one time working um, a venue with that was an upstairs locker room and I'm not going to mention names of the respected individuals, but there was two of the older veterans who had dressed in uh, WWF in the late 80s and early 90s and I remember them each of them coming up the stairs holding both banisters of the hallway because of the knees <clears> felt <throat> so bad they couldn't make it up the steps. John. And these are just the things now we're learning more to avoid. Of course, is a high impact business and of course, it's inevitable that Damage is going to occur to your body, but the objective now is to limit that uh, that damage that we do over a course of time. You know, everybody said about the bump card; it's a very real thing. You know, my body hurts because, as we said, 30 years ago, the training regimen was a little bit different. I said I, I would open with bump drills. You know, and we it was very, very huh. forceful, very impactful. We open with hard chain wrestling; where everything had to be hard, everything had to be tough. Everything, even the body slams, you would make them pick you up and body slam you as long as they could, just to toughen you up. and we're getting away from that, which is a very a very good thing. We're focusing more on the art and less, you know the behind the scenes how oh, you have to make them top philosophy. So I think that's a very, very good thing. I'm glad you brought that up. But I think it's a thing that's just going to increase um productively over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
3: don't know, absolutely. I have five dollars. Can you say bump again slowly? Yes, please. What I'll what pay you it will the you. Say? I'm I pay said, five, $5. dollars. Can, yeah. can you say I'm, I'm bump gonna, again slowly? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna spot her another five dollars, and and then she'll have ten, and I'm gonna put in ten. And say bump again, real
6: slow. What what is it? Bump. B u m p. B u n p. Just want me to say bump. Bump like take
3: a bump, you need to take a bump, bump after. A bump in the ring, you know, not a bump on the head, a bump in the ring.
6: Like a, a bump oh in the ring.
3: My. Yeah. Oh my.
6: I've never okay. seen someone get excited over the word bump like that before.
3: Oh. <laughs> Honey, we Which told that's you. Big, y- that's because I'm, I'm you've never been in the ring, ring with me, sweetheart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've never been in the ring, but I'll do anything you want.
6: Most <laughs> <laughs> often, bump is a word fraught with trepidation, I feel, and timidity. Yours is quite the reverse. <laughs>
4: Oh, anyway, um, awkward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. You didn't think oh, when okay, you were getting okay. on the show that you were going to have uh, women just drooling all over you over one word, did you, man?
6: Perhaps <laughs> so oh, I should stop saying bump, bump more often.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, just, I would like things huh. that, like things it's that go bump that. in the night.
3: Oh, okay, okay. oh my. <laughs> One of them, hey, 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 Jess, Jess, he can bump uglies with us. <laughs>
6: exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, we really just... on topic, really.
3: we're on we? We're sexually harassing our guests. That's not okay.
4: <laughs> I'm putting myself in timeout.
6: Oh,
0: <laughs> well, there we go. We got the start. We got the Katie start. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh.
7: Oh, and a squeak. So... Oh my.
6: Okay. Well, what does that actually
0: sound? I can't breathe. <laughs> Katie's laughing oh so She's actually wheezing right now. Oh, Seriously. my. Seriously. That's oh mean, you know. So, um, well, so why don't we talk about, you know, some of the, the, some of the places that you've uh, been and uh, maybe some um, guys that uh, you've worked with that
6: uh, know, might, be, might be familiar to our audience? Uh, sure. I mean, um, this, is always, this is always a trouble for, someone, for me, this, this sort of question, because my thing is, where do I begin? Um, there's sure. so many people who I, I value so highly, and I feel like to leave and exclude names um, would be a disservice to them. Um, one of my favorite matches is, uh, this is a tale I like to relate to, uh, Football Gary Wolfe. ECW original <laughs> Pittman, Gary Wolfe. um oh, and that yeah. meant very much. The match that meant very much to me because um, him and I had become good friends several years back, and he ser- started to serve as a mentor to me in this business a little bit. You know, also a Monster Factory graduate, uh, having trained under mm-hmm. Larry. And you know, so I remember being—I can't remember which town it is, maybe Hazleton, Pennsylvania, somewhere in that general area. Anyway, we we're here in this okay. sort of warehouse building. Um, or logger building, some sort of storage facility, um, sort of in the middle of nowhere. And I remember Uh, we drew about 23 or 24 people. And
4: that night I got
6: to wrestle wrestle my friend Pitbull Gary Wolf in a no disqualification ECW-style match. And he's noted the only person to ever make the last Warrior Gray Wolf tap out. So kudos to him, uh, Mr. Gary Wolf. Um, also, another highlight um, some people might be familiar with, of course, everybody knows the Blue Meanie and uh,
4: Nunzio and Al
6: Snow. Well, several years back, oh. we had a, a, as fortunate enough, we were in the ECW arena, now the 2300 arena. And it was mm-hmm. the night of the Blue Meanie's Hall of Fame induction. Now, this is a fun story because it was supposed to be the Blue Meanie, Nunzio, and he didn't know Al Snow was going to be there. We told him it was Cliff Compton because Al Snows are very close mentor to the Blue Meanie and are very, very good friends. So we were downstairs putting our match together in this sort of big basement area. And it was funny to see the look on Meanie's face because he'd keep trying to approach Cliff and Cliff would keep walking away. And I've never seen Meanie so genuinely sad that he doesn't want to be part of our match. Why doesn't he want to be part of our match? So just to see this despondency cross the face of the Blue Meanie. And five minutes before we're supposed to go out, he's still upset because he thinks Cliff doesn't want to be on our match. And Al Snow walks through the door. And the the elation, you could see his face light up that Al Snow was going to be the one there to, you know, help induct Blue Meanie into the Hall of Fame and then have a part in our match. And so it was was myself, um, a friend of mine, Mark Cruz and Mike Spanos against the Blue Meanie,
4: Mm.
6: Al Snow, and and Nunzio, or Little Guido, as he was called in MCW, on the night of the Blue Meanie's Hall of Fame induction at the 2300 Arena. Blue Meanie also being a very good friend of mine. And that was a very... It was a very special night for me just because of what it represented, I feel. You know, another person being a friend of mine. on his whole production yeah. at the place that really established who he was. And that was a very, very big honor for me to have been his opponent there. Like I got knocked in the head with Al Snow's head in the ECW arena, and that was the end of that. Um, so, yes, and then uh, another big one for me, everybody I'm sure here, the Ring of Honor Wrestling, uh, you know, the Briscoe Brothers. You know, we wrestled them my partner and I, the Red Scorpion, wrestling the Briscoe Brothers on uh, national television for Ring of Honor um, in a tag team match um, was another very special one. Again, you'll see a pattern here. That's the most special for me. Happen to be ones that I've had with friends of mine. And I've known the Briscoes, you know, for many, many years, probably about a decade now I've known the Briscoes and two of the most genuine mm-hmm. individuals that ever meet and you know, people say, oh, that's the Bliscoe's gimmick. It's not a gimmick. This—how who they are in the ring is who they are in real life. Um, just it, genuine people. Um, and tough as nails. Some of the, totally the toughest individuals that um, I believe I've ever met. Um, wow. But having the privilege of letting, you know, my friends on national television for Ring of Honor was just, that was a great, great honor for me. Also, you know, I've, I've tagged teams with, you know, different people over the years. Like Coco Beware, Jake the Snake, Robert hey, and yeah. he you was. Know, I've worked with Tito Darren Santana. Darren the, you know, the
3: this one, this one's good. <laughs>
6: Sorry, Darren. But then the other people that um, the ECW zombie I was on the tag team with him before, mm-hmm. you know, before he had passed away. Um, so I've had other people who have worked with, you know, many um, great people, people who have served as mentors to me, people who have been friends of mine, and. What is really cool is seeing people who've grown up idolizing and they start to become friends with you.
4: That's almost surreal. That's one
6: yeah. of the biggest payoffs for the wrestling business that i really value the most. I think is
4: seeing these people who I've
6: known for years and years, and they become friends of mine. You know, before he passed away, I became friends you know, with with Jimmy Snooker and that was real That was a real. Oh, purpose. oh yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys
0: that you're talking about, I've worked with. I've become friends with such. Great, great people. Such great people. Uh, I always liked Jimmy because uh, Jimmy, I mean, it was just so soft spoken. It's like, and he's like, "Hey brother, how you doing, brother? Yep. What's going on, brother?" Yep. I mean, I what you yeah, like you, you know, when you talk about somebody who what you saw was the was the guy that Thank was Jimmy. That was yep. Jimmy. Uh, the, right, the, right. The Jimmy uh, the Jimmy in the ring and on a microphone. Was the same Jimmy that uh, was in the dressing room. It was so, it was so cool. You know, such a, such a fun guy to, to hang out with, and that. Um, and Coco. Oh my gosh. I could, I could go, I could go on about Coco. We had some, we had some great times together over the, over the course of the years. That. Oh. Um. So it's some, yeah, it's that's some, that's some definitely fun stuff. Um, well, let's talk about, yeah, let's, I mean, okay, so you've, you've, you've been at the 2300 and that, um, and you've been in some broom closets, I think we all have, and that, uh, part
6: of the business what, 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 what's, uh,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly, what's one of the best places that, uh, you've had the opportunity to, uh, work in, um,
6: over over the course of the years that you've uh, been in so far, well, there's some really cool arenas. Um like the, the 2300, obviously, without having to mention again, I mean, that's just uh, marvelous. Just not the best facilities, but just for nostalgic purposes of everything that's gone and transpired, yeah. uh, I think that that's a really cool one. I can't uh-huh. remember the name of the venue we were in in Baltimore Full Ring of Honor. It was um, some sort of skate facility that really looked like it turned into a venue. Um, I just want to mention some really cool uh, venues. Uh, my, my favorite, or one of my favorite releases, for Rampage for Wrestling, they just um, stopped running in this building, but it was an agricultural museum. So you walk from the oh, building, scary. and it's an awesome antique. And me, I love history. You know, everybody who knows, I, like them, I love, you know,
3: I love they museums.
6: Say, they love. They say I live my giving well. That's it's. it's uh, it's really the truth. What you see is what you get. And I just I'm such a passionate person about history, but I remember the first time walking in there, I was like a child. They had to keep pulling me away from all the cool farm equipment and antiques that they had on the walls. And they had this building inside of the building that was a replica of an antique farm, sort of shop or something. It was in some sort of general store or some sort of shop inside of there, and it was just it was really cool. Um, they had tractors and all sorts of different various antiques. So we actually ran the shows inside of this big museum, which was an interesting venue. I remember another one. I can't remember the name specifically of it, but it was at York, Pennsylvania. And it was a big stage with the theatrical curtains, the big, heavy, velvet theatrical curtains behind it. And we built the ramp from the stage out to the ring. And the lights were right above the ring and just... Um, the way of the village is almost something out of a painting or something out of a movie, so that's just one of my favorite venues, just visually. It was such a remarkable venue, and the photographs are amazing. Also, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar out here, uh, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, they have the sanctuary.
4: You
6: know, the okay. sanctuary oh, yeah. sanctuary is...
0: We've had John on yeah, before. But, yeah, John
6: Trotsky runs that, and it's remarkable. You, you look up, and it's, you know, paintings all over the ceilings, and you know, the antique walls and uh, antique pews and you know, all sorts of um, just church items all over the place, but it's been converted into a wrestling building with all the lights and it's just mm-hmm. a very fantastic venue and it turns out so so well on video and camera. Um on another one that's small and you would never get it from the outside, it's almost like a little uh strip mall facility, um Russell Factory from Chicago. Once you go in it sort of changes and they have a whole setup and it's just I haven't worked for them yet but I've been to the facility. You know, Krakenbush invited myself and some other Monster Factory people in the facility one time to help them with an event. And we did and it was just a it's a really cool setup inside of it. Even though the building's quite small, what they've done with the film is they've turned it into a studio, which is really kind of cool. So those are my some of my favorite venues I've been inside. Mm.
0: Wow. Wow. That's um... That's some great stuff right there. Oh man! Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the pictures of the sanctuary. I've, I w- I wish I could. I wish I could go. I'd love to take a trip out there for for an event just to just to see that building because the pictures just look phenomenal.
6: Yes, and John Trotsky, the one who owns it, is a fantastic mind for the business. He's a mentor to a lot of people. Coaches and helps run the school up there, and. Um, a magnificent person to learn from, and if anybody does make the trip out, he's one of the people I'd suggest visiting because he's such a great mind in this. business. So good, huh? yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I say is, we've we've we had him and uh Evan Ginsberg on uh uh on the same night, and uh oh my gosh, you know, I mean, Evan, Evan is great, is a really good student of the business himself, yeah, so it's you know. I mean, so to have him, to have him and John on, of course, y'all you know, talking not just about uh, the movie, but uh, talking about the business in general, um, because of course John, uh, John did for a while this persona on uh, Facebook. I don't know if you ever saw it, um, angry wrestling vet.
6: Angry wrestling Yes. Yeah, there's there's much speculation actually going around for quite a while that we are all accusing it of being Danny Cage because there's many similar things he said that Danny said. So there was yeah. speculation for some time that it was Danny Cage. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
0: John definitely. Oh, uh, as you say, great mind, great mind for the business. Understands, he understands the. You know, the modern state of the business in that, which uh, really, which you know, I think helps set him apart from a lot of other a lot of other people in the uh, promoting game, and that right now. So. Absolutely. All right, all right. So, um, well, Katie, uh, Jeff, John, come on, jump in here. Ask some, ask some questions. I'm feel like I'm starting to take over the conversation I
3: here two of you, like, well... I just put myself in
6: timeout because I couldn't behave. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll ask my favorite question. Um, what got you into wrestling? Exactly. What was the moment that you decided that this is what I am doing? This is my lifeblood, this is my dream, this is my love.
6: I can't remember the exact moment. It was very shortly thereafter I I'd, I'd seen my first wrestling program. I... I almost known immediately I was fascinated, I was drawn to it, and I couldn't get enough of it and I sort of lived and breathed wrestling, and that's what i loved and um it was very, very shortly thereafter that you know started pretending to be you know like a wrestler on television and yeah, and uh, it was yes, yeah, very shortly after um uh, that I'd set my mind to it, and you know I was tell everybody that I was going to be this this wrestler and uh here I am, you know, many years later, over 30 years later, probably now, um, running around with tights and boots and wearing belts.
4: Oh.
3: Yeah, mm. Mm. that's awesome. So, all right, people right. so <laughs> watching me.
0: Yeah. Um. Now let's see. Now, now, watch. Go ahead. Let's uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, um, what you got? What you got coming up? Because uh, I have to catch uh, on uh, on your Facebook today. You've got a uh, uh, big event happening here uh, shortly. So let's go ahead. Let's give you let's give you a second to uh, do a little bit of self promotion here while while we got you on.
6: Sure. Um, the things I have coming up uh, this weekend. I have um, returning to power um, to uh, Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling PBW. In Hazleton, Pennsylvania in the June Battle Royal it's called. It's a rumble style battle royal. I'm excited to make my term there after approximately five years. It's been since I've graced 30. so Hazleton, Pennsylvania, PPW this Saturday and Sunday. I'm very, very excited. I'm coaching again with uh, alongside Brutal Bob Evans and Tim Hughes at the Hangs with Bob seminar at Northern Tier Wrestling during the day on oh, nice. Sunday at in yes, in Sayre, Pennsylvania. And later on that night, I'm facing the legendary H.C. Locke from, you know, R.H. and ECW um, that that night. Yes, um, so I have that coming up. Um, then next weekend, I have uh, ACWA in Palmerton, Pennsylvania, where I'll both be defending my Valhalla Vision title and wrestling one of my best friends, um, Corey Castle. This has been a match in the making well over 10 years and I get to be in the same ring with him on, a, on the wrestling event so I'm very very excited I'm also launching my own um, motivational clothing brand we've had a few hiccups along the way with as far well as getting things together getting inventory and in the printer yeah, I've had many problems with the printer so we're organizing all the details now but if you want to look up Dragon Slayer Warrior Wear it's all about you know, overcoming obstacles embracing the warrior within and slaying the day and overcoming the challenges that stand before you so Dragon Slayer, Warrior, world will be on very soon and we'll be having a launch party. Also, coming up in the next month, you mentioned Evan Ginsberg. I will be in a movie um, also with Evan Ginsberg called Lollipop Gang, um, which will be directed, produced by um, Chris Anino, and we'll have names such as, I believe, um, what's going to be in it. the Hollywood from the original Glow is going to be in it. Evan Ginsberg will be there. Bill Pierce from ECW, along with many, many other names that. You may be familiar with, so it's going to be a great cast of characters. Look up the Lollipop Gang. Um, there's a Facebook page, and that should be shot uh, April 7th, I believe was shooting us. So, oh, wow, um, quite a few things, quite a few things coming up in the books.
0: Wow. Well, hey, next time, next time we get uh, we get Hollywood on, guys, we'll have to ask her about that one. Says, yeah, we get. We uh, we're we're really connected up with the original Glow Girls and that, so uh, oh yeah, she's she's a she's a regular listener and guest, so yeah, so okay, definitely.
3: Which which did you which did you mention? Somebody mentioned me while you messaged me while you were speaking again. Stop it. (laughs) Which Glow Girl did you mention? So I can weigh in. Oh, Hollywood, love her. Hollywood, she's pretty much a regular um, family member here. We love her. Wow. I adore that woman. She's a fountain of information and just a beautiful soul all over.
6: I have not yet I met really... her, but I am to working with her. Um, again, it's the Lollipop thing. Look it up. I, I just posted something on my Facebook page about it earlier. On the main cast that's going to be on that, I believe she's listed. Um, and very very exciting. Very, very excited about this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll
0: tell you what. She's also, she's also a workout freak, so uh, you two will Probably, you know spent some time uh in the gym and uh i and uh she might she might uh she might take you for for a little bit as far as uh oh who can uh who can keep it keep it up on the machines and that' Because, i mean i she's just i mean she has got still got an amazing look in fact i think she actually looks better now than she did. Back in back
6: in the
4: uh peak
0: era with Blow.
6: Yeah, well, I've seen the pictures the more recent ones and she looks fantastic and she obviously comes oh, yeah. up as a like, very good proud of herself as a you know, testament, you know, just in looking at her. Yeah,
0: yeah. And she's definitely she is definitely a sweetheart. Um she might even she might even try and uh Talk into uh, going on the Glow Cruise, so uh, get ready, get ready for the sales
6: pitch. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll, I'll prepare myself. I,
3: I need a I need a passport so I can go to an after Afterglow Cruise. I would love to do that. That'd be incredible. I'm just afraid that the moment uh, I I take my room and we set sail, we're gonna sink. I'm bad luck apparently, so <laughs> that's, why still, yeah. that's why I've never taken a cruise. <laughs> oh, and everybody man. goes silent. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Like i
0: Jeez. Like, hey. Well, want to let you have, have your chance to talk here,
4: gang. Well, <laughs>
3: I I, I I'm, I'm done talking. Don't leave me all <laughs> dead airish. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh gosh. I'm just gonna sit over here and look pretty for a change. That's yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh man can we, really we can't really see you via this medium. I mean we'll just have to conjecture oh, what exactly you're doing to look pretty.
3: Sweetheart, sweetheart, I'm five foot one and a half and about hundred and twenty five pounds. I have naturally curly, natural red hair and green eyes with freckles. I'm gorgeous.
6: It sounds terrific.
3: <laughs> Sorry. So now you could the
6: No, no, I'm, I'm even good at.
3: Yeah, I'm Irish Canadian. We're the best. You can't go wrong. <laughs> we like we likes to fight and we likes to party. How can you go wrong with that?
6: Well, the Irish goes, don't you like to drink as well?
3: Um, I'll be perfectly honest, um I can I can drink my wine and I can drink my uh whiskey and ginger ale but um I puke more than I drink. Um so and Lord help me if I eat any sweets while I'm drinking, um then I'm I'm hugging I'm hugging the porcelain bus and pressing the turn signal every five minutes. So uh,
6: yeah. Your wine then.
3: yeah, I'm a toilet bowl hugger. <laughs> have,
6: but have I can't drink. Meat? Have you tried meat? I,
3: Oh, do I smoke weed, honey? I smoke weed all day no, long. No, not smoke
6: weed. Have you tried? Have you tried the mead? The
2: drink
3: I, I, um, mead. I don't believe I have. Mead. Um, that's mead. Mead. like beer. Mead is kind of like beer, isn't it? Mead is, like mead beer, is fantastic. Mead twice, is fantastic. Like and... Wine. And what is mead? What? It's like What's a honey mold wine? wine. Oh, I could drink yeah. that. I could drink that yeah, with mead. you. Give mead me a percentage. A Give me a percentage. I. I my wine is usually anywhere between 11... I want to drink out th- of a Viking horn. Oh, oh of I don't course. even know
6: what the percentage is. It's delicious, though.
3: But, um, yeah, my percentage... I, I drink a nice white Zinfandel um, or a Pinot, and they're usually, I drink my blush wines, and they mine range from 11% to 13%, so I can hang with you yeah. all for about five glasses of that. <laughs> See, Katie's classy. No. I drink whiskey out of a brown paper bag. I'm cool like that. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I am. I am a whiskey girl. When I go, when I go to the bar, because um, well, they serve a low percentile of of wine, so I don't even I don't even bother because I know my my blush wines, right? So I just go straight for the Ryan Ginger Ale with a lime twist. Thank you very much. And yeah, five of those, and I'm I'm ready to fight. <laughs>
6: I'm known for, if I'm not drinking my mead, which is very seldom I drink anyway now, uh, it's trying yeah. to maintain my body and remain healthy. But when I do, mm-hmm. um, I was notorious for going through a bottle of whiskey in the evening. Wow. That mm-hmm. was my unusual, you know, a bottle of, you know, whatever happened to be available, Walt crow or Evan Williams, or Jack mm-hmm. Daniels, or Dick yeah. or whatever happened to be available. Um, very rarely a Jameson, but sometimes... The aliens? Really? Um, not so much anymore, but uh, that was I was notorious for drinking yeah. my. Sometimes what I'd do is I'd get a cherry. I liked my honey flavor because it's sort of like drinking mead if you get the right one, uh, not quite the exact, but it's it's a little can have a similar aftertaste. So I'd to get you know honey and a regular. I'd go to half a bottle of one and half a bottle of the other, and I'd get the whole you know whole bottle. And I think like, again, not so much anymore. What um, they talk about, it, they say living the gimmick. You know there's Times where we have, you know, I'd, we'd have a raging fire going. I would literally be eating a turkey leg, and we'd have naked belly dancing going around the fire. We're oh, belly dancers! You say? You. Yeah, it was a grand old time. Uh, not so much anymore, though.
3: Oh, I, I so, like me some belly dancers. Let me tell you. Well, you I know, what, I know, I know a couple of little belly dancer moves too, but nothing spectacular. But I can dance. <laughs>
4: Oh, oh man! Yeah.
0: Okay. Hold on. Oh wow! So. Oh, oh my gosh! So. Well, I know your limit. Your minutes are limited, in that and and uh, of course we're going to be uh, getting ready to uh, have uh, at least Yugo Savinovich on for an hour or two to uh, pay tribute to uh, to uh, Pedro Morales who uh, passed away uh, yesterday. So. Uh, Ray Will well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're definitely uh, want to get you uh, back on again. It's uh, sometime in the near future. Um, we'll chat uh, either uh, back through Instagram or on Facebook, and uh, we'll uh, we'll bring you oh, back yeah. on. All right,
6: my friend, indeed. The honor has been on mine, gentlemen. Ladies. Oh, darling, it's been thanks, for,
3: thanks for coming out, and it's been an honor to have you. Yeah. as well.
6: Thank you, and oh, yeah. one more thank time you. before yeah. I get first. First, I have to get a haru out of everybody, so that's my battle cry. So haru, haru, haru. All
4: right, that'll, that'll Thanks
0: much, before, brother.
6: we preach, thank you. And before yeah. one more time before I depart, this one's for the ladies, ladies. Bum.
4: It,
6: it has been an absolute honor. And thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Good, Thank you. Good good night.
3: <laughs> All right, it's time for our song break. We'll be back. Time for the song break. We'll be back. Refresh your calls if you're on your cell phone.
1: Brad, and we are back, and we are now going to be joined by Dixie Normus. Can I please have Miss Dixie Normus to the stage?
3: Dixie Normus to the stage. Dixie Normus once again. Dixie Normus, where are you? Do we have a Dixie Normus? <laughs> Actually, we do. I we feel, have the. I feel. I feel like the bartender on The Simpsons.
1: We have the Cato <laughs> diet. Which is 11
3: inches.
4: <laughs> wow, what's up, everybody?
3: <laughs> 11, in- 11 inches? Oh, wow. I haven't hey. seen one that big in a long time.
7: <laughs> hey, don't make me come there and show
3: you. Oh, was Oh, yeah, dear God. Honey right.
7: Hey, I have fun listening to you guys the other day. I'm having a blast right now listening to you guys going back and forth, hoo-ha, and all that other shit. He started it up, and I'm going to finish you off. I apologize
4: for the way I left. I was just upset that my fault. Okay, I, I hear
3: background noise. I, know. I like my chaos. All right, okay. so
7: do you guys hear me now? I can hear you now. There you go. I said you you guys had that big guy on uh, started off, and I'm gonna finish you off. Oh.
4: Honey, I
3: can. You know what? You know what? It's pretty hard to finish me off, and I usually end up finishing myself off. So uh, don't talk. Don't talk too big just yet. Mm -hmm. Uh Lord,
0: Lord, Lord. Oh, did we did we just go there?
7: We went there. We went there. You know, hey, I got to
4: tell We're you. We're going to go this song. way. That
7: always makes me laugh. That way. Once again,
4: Kitty
0: steps into it. Yep. Without her Yeah.
3: yeah with the, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Look, man. If you've never walked a dog in the in the winter time and 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 you get the January thaw and and the people who didn't pick up their dog shit because yeah the snow is gonna cover it the next day. Yeah. Man. Oh. I'll tell you,
7: what, you know. <laughs> you know. Here's here's my theory on that. People mm-hmm. that cannot pick up their dog shit.
3: Plain Should and simple.
7: Shouldn't have a dog, and they're the laziest piece of shit on earth. Like I had two, two God rest their souls, my two beagles. They passed away. And, mm, uh, I love beagles. Beagles are great. Um, I always took care of my dogs. And I, I I very much miss them. My one dog used to be my my uh, dream catcher. She'd lay in bed with me at night and catch my bad dreams. But besides That's all like that. Yeah, but besides all that, you know, um, the guy was talking about you know traveling. That's one place I really want to go to, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. One place I always wanted to go to, like, uh, just knows I'm a I'm a his, history buff. I like looking at all the uh, old buildings and stuff like that. And one place I always wanted to go to because of the historical uh, buildings out in Pennsylvania and. That's one place I really
3: want to travel to. Oh, nice. I've driven to Pennsylvania. My uncle was a trucker. He used to take me in the summer with them sometimes. Nice.
1: That oh. just sounded like a dirty story that uh, didn't finish.
3: Um, no. His, he, his, girlfriend, his girlfriend was with him. My, my <laughs> uncle Dave and his girlfriend. No joke. <laughs>
4: his
3: girlfriend's Beth. <Bather>. Her name <laughs> was Bather. Short for Elizabeth.
7: So there <clears throat> so that's uh, almost started.
3: I need oh, water Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh god I You think, can just stop right there
1: I think you're <laughs> hydrated enough After having uh, Grey Wolf on
3: No I I was drinking wine I need some water now Okay <laughs> oh, oh, oh Wow <laughs> <laughs> down, uh,
4: the,
7: down the music <laughs> Drinking water now
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Wait, she I can't even it. do that that well I
7: And mean, she was hacking it up Obviously something was going on
1: Who's coughing up <laughs> a hairball? Katie, <laughs> trying to drink water I told her she was hydrated enough After listening to Grey Wolf <laughs> Yeah, but I think I that, yeah, was, yeah, I mean, I mean, that was I in was a was drinking, different region I mean, of the body I <laughs> was drinking,
3: Yeah, and I was drinking water when he said it
4: <laughs> uh, oh man
1: hey, right. hey, Katie no. Pink pubes.
7: What?
3: Pink pubes. Mine oh. are red. Uh, are we discussing I, I colors? Know. Oh, pink. Oh, yeah, pink pubes. <laughs> I, guess,
7: I guess nobody will know mine because I got bronze blonde hair. And
3: I shave everywhere else. So he manscapes, don't you know?
7: Yep. Got to <laughs> keep the man. Got to keep it fresh and clean. You know. Well,
3: I I look like a Scottish man down there right about now, and they big Scottish beard right now. So do <laughs> it's it's the it's the winter right. time, motherfucker. It's the winter time. I don't gotta. Mm-mm. I don't gotta do shit. <laughs>
7: So I did. I did catch up on some of the uh, Raw SmackDown uh, clips, yeah. and uh, I kind of, kind of feel like shit about the whole Becky Lynch thing.
3: Me too. I feel really shitty about it. Vince, you're a fucking I, asshole. I mean, <laughs> they say all you have to do is apologize to us and you're in and welcome to SmackDown. There you go, and all you hear is no chance. You know, like. Well, and then I mean, six, can... and then sixty day suspension and you come off suspension five days after WrestleMania is done. That's such utter bullshit. And I mean, I mean she I can... was cleared. She was cleared. Yeah. She's
7: fine. I can understand. I can understand pushing Charlotte again, but at the same time against against Ronda, I I would definitely. We've already seen you. it. We've well, already yeah. seen
3: it. You know. You know what. I'm getting just as sick of her as I am of Brock Lesnar. She's—I mean, she's not her fucking father, okay? There's other talent on the roster that
8: you know, can, you know that who can is... go
3: just as good. That can go just as good as she can, and I mean, she's she's not—I mean, she's not the only shirt in the closet, so to speak. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, there was a. Yeah, uh, yeah. there... There was another member of the Horseman, and we were joined I'll by uh, one of his relatives. An ECW
2: original, C.W. Anderson. You're listening to CWR Slam on the Graveyard Radio Network. The reason I listen to that is because I'm an Anderson. Nice. Amen to that, baby. Anderson, Anderson, Anderson.
7: Nice.
1: i tell you later. Like C.W. D- I- Anderson was one of the toughest son of the bitches ECW ever saw. He just didn't get the credit he deserved. I mean, you I,
7: know know
3: that. That. I honestly lived. I had a chance to work Edison. I do. His his channel alone is great. He's a nice guy. It's super I nice guy.
1: Bro- bro. I haven't had. Yeah. I Haven't talked yeah, to him in a while. I need to hit up. Need to find his Facebook again and uh, hit, hit him up, up and hit him up and get him booked up. Because it's been hit a while. Him, oh, yeah. Hit
3: him hard. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, his so wife a, yeah, his wife media. his
7: wife's real nice too. Here's, oh, some, other again, here's some other news Here's some other Now I've been uh having this uh storyline back in Milwaukee with uh, um, Corporal Anderson, And we, we never us clean singles and I've been trying to get us to do a singles match and uh Corp and I are really cool friends, but when it came down to it we just never had a singles match. And I'm actually waiting, and I'm looking forward to doing that with him.
1: Hopefully
7: soon.
1: You're going to die. I, I, you I have know, I, he already broke a
7: pool stick over my head, you know, and it was uncut.
1: <laughs> so and it was
4: barely
7: cut. Absolutely. It had like a little sliver in it, and I couldn't fully break. It was a 20-ounce pool stick. Fucking saddest oh in a goddamn bar. And I said, look, Corp, uh, why, don't, why don't we do something along the lines of this? And he's like, you fucking sure? And he's like, I'm going to fucking hit you. I said, yeah, I'm sure. Fucking hit me. I don't care. Boy, I, sh- I regretted that one.
3: <laughs> uh, I bet you knew about that for a while.
7: <laughs> yeah, but that was okay. At least, you know, I, I did it with a guy who I can trust, you know. Corp, Corp uh, took care of me and. It was it was a full match. We just never actually got our singles match out of the deal that we were supposed to. Mhm. Hey so, man, I want I
3: want I want to see you get attacked by a hockey stick, but get a composite stick. They break easier. That might
7: be uh actually might happen in North Dakota. Um, I think we're I'm right not sure if we're we're back at the hockey ring again. Um. Yeah. EWI, oh, did, uh, EWI did their uh, anniversary show in uh, hockey arena and I wrestled, wrestled Jaden Roller uh, for his title there and we ended up using the penalty box because we couldn't find a fucking hockey stick. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. next next time, we're going to get a hockey stick. Yeah, get uh, a hockey go.
3: stick. And scream my hey, name just, as uh, a get... And scream my name yeah. nice and loud as it cracks across your back. <laughs>
7: I'll do so.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, hey, guys, uh just uh just got some just got something uh across uh uh from Major League Wrestling um, for their uh for their upcoming event uh here at uh um, Cicero Stadium. And whoever wrote this for uh um wrestling news source must have a uh a uh, bar f- bar uh, fetish because he uh, he wrote it as uh, March second in Chicago, Illinois at the Cesaro Stadium. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: the Cesaro hey,
1: Stadium. Cesaro's got his own Cesaro. stadium now. I, love I work
7: I I, yeah. love I worked a
1: lucid <laughs> toe
7: there. Uh in fact one of my uh, favorite Lucha shows I did. In um, front of 1,600 screaming Mexican fans, Mexican and, and American people, but it was just fucking insane. I've never been to an independent show that was like so directed like Ring of Honor. They had the title on, they had the, yeah. uh, the loading system around the ring. And the cameras in your face It made me feel like I
4: was fast boxing right, Hey guys, I'm going to go
0: ahead And I'm going to cut this off Because uh, we have our other Main guest of the evening Uh, He of course was uh, Good friends with uh, Pedro Morales Um, So uh, ladies and gentlemen Without any further ado uh, Welcome in Hugo Svinovich
3: Good evening guys it's
5: great to have you back Yes, I'm oh, producing okay. in Puerto Rico uh, A new company It's been uh, launched on March 16 uh, So I was doing all the TV The radio production Because I leave I just came back from Mexico The TV there Then I leave uh, tomorrow I sleep two hours in New York Then I go back to do TV in Mexico And out of all this thing We got hit with the news of Pedro. Uh, you know, such a great uh, Great friend and uh, very sad
4: for
7: the
1: news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, uh, he he was an outstanding talent. There, there ain't no denying that. Probably one of the uh, you know best talents of that time uh, that just didn't get all the credit that he deserved. I love him. Um, he
3: was one of my favorites.
1: I mean, he. Uh, he was one of the ones that really carried that generation of wrestling. And
3: yeah, and he was, he, he was, he was, he was not afraid. He, he was not afraid. Okay. Oh, all right. I got to, I got to mute Kato. Cato, if you're going to have talking in the background, you got to mute yourself, please. I got he it. was not. P- was not afraid
5: of going uh, head-to-head with the, with the big guys of that time. Anybody thought that I could go over him? And rough enough, Pedro will stand his ground. He was a gentleman, but he was not afraid to battle with the giants. No, yeah.
4: he wasn't.
3: Yeah, he yeah wasn't exactly. I mean,
4: cause...
5: he
3: he wasn't he wasn't a twig. He could hold his own. He was built.
5: Yes, I, was, That's I was, what was. I
3: remember. 14.
5: I was like I was like 14 and a half years old. I was training in a. In, uh, in the Bronx, one of the toughest places close to where Fort Apache was filmed, hundred and fifty six in St. Anne's. Uh, Toro Maldonado, uh, Johnny Rivera, who was in Vader 3, Steve King, who was my partner at Chief Therapy. And uh, they took me to meet Vince McMahon's father and his champion, Pedro Morales. I was 14 and a half, perhaps my third match in the ring, and I go to meet the, the big star, uh, Pedro Morales, and the big promoter, Vince McMahon Sr., and my knees were shaking, and when uh, Vince McMahon uh, Sr. came out, he was so nice. And when Pedro came out, he tapped me in the chest, he hugged me, and that was the beginning of a friendship from 14 and a half years uh, a few years ago, which, where we started, to lose you know, not talking that much because he, he felt sick and he was not really, uh, you know, doing too much stuff. But I got to, I got to be with him in so many different aspects, from the young wrestlers, being the champion to then the heel manager managing Abdullah and having Pedro work for us in Puerto Rico for almost a whole year. He spent working in in Puerto Rico. So then I, then I had the pleasure of, of introducing him to color commentary. Pedro hated it. When I said, Pedro, you know, you're not going to be the champion all the time. You're a big star. I would love to to have you do color commentary. And he hated it, but he stayed and did a couple of matches. And who knew, a couple of years later, he was going to be the color commentary with Miguel Alonso in WWF Spanish show. Wow. And
1: he, he was one of the very first ever Triple Crown champions.
4: And,
5: and made, WWF. Uh,
1: made a lot yeah, he made a lot of money.
5: I remember, I remember one evening at the, uh, which is now City Park, uh, my Mets Stadium in in, in Queens, forty five thousand uh-huh. people saw Pedro Morales against Bruno San Martino. A cold night, bad weather, almost forty five thousand people. That was the main event. Pedro will sell out the garden, and they they have that angle between uh, Pedro and uh, Bruno San Martino. And I remember 15 minutes into the match, uh, uh, George the Animal Steel came in. It was a fake finish. People thought he was going to come in and uh, stop the match because of the queue and whatever. They stopped him before he interfered. And the match was stopped because of the midnight curfew in New York City. So it was, was, uh, yeah, it Mm. was like crazy. Twenty
4: five thousand
5: people. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. And that and, and think about this folks, that was before there was ever any sort of, you know, internet or uh you know, yeah. um
3: social media any, any sort of
0: social media. It was it was it was TV commercials, it was posters. Word know, mouth. It was right. Those were the those were the advertising mediums back then. And you know but you also had two guys that had the type of ring skills that could that could carry a match of that magnitude that would get forty five thousand people to come outside to a baseball stadium on a on a on a night that wasn't the best.
5: Yes, and and, and uh, to be able to tell a story and at the same time lay in the punches and 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 and, and give the people a tough battle. It was it was it was like you could see the effort in, in in both gladiators and they were giving it all
2: and it was cold.
5: I had the, the jacket and and the gloves and I see guy the guys in front in the middle of the ring and they were giving the people a fantastic oh my. show and. The, and, and they were chopping each other, and Bruno made a comeback, and the and the Italians and Italian Americans yeah. were going crazy, and then Pedro will stop him, and he will punch him, and then uh, clap, and then that Puerto Rican crowd would just go on glue, and it was it was pandemonium
3: at, at the old Shea Stadium. Wow! Oh my gosh! That sounds oh.
0: fantastic
4: and
3: magical. It does. It sounds magical. Here's another yeah. infamous feud
1: from the time that uh, Pedo returned to the WWF, because you got to remember, he started with the WWF w- from, w- 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 w-
2: from
1: 70 to 75. He was there. Then he went to NWA San Francisco, American Wrestling Association, Championship Wrestling from Florida, New Japan and Canada, and then he would come back to the WWF in 1980. Now, during the time right (laughs) before he... he Go ahead.
5: He had some matches with the NWA Olympic auditorium with, what was his name, uh, Mike LaBelle, too. Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. And one of the the, uh, notorious feuds that he had right before he would leave WWF was with a guy that, uh, well, we know his son pretty well today, Bob Orton, Jr. Yes,
4: yes. So,
1: uh, I mean, there's there's some good stuff here. Yeah,
5: and don't forget those classic matches with Don Morocco. Oh, you can't forget those, about oh, those. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, and then the, the Patero Purple. Patero Purple, Patero also, Purple
4: had also had a few to him.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh goodness, we got some serious echo happening. Oh, and wow.
1: I'll take care of it.
3: Okay, everybody, just keep it. talking,
1: keep talking. I think we found it. If we didn't find it, I'll work on it here in a second. Um, Pedro was also, you know, uh, in Puerto Rico. He had Puerto Rican tours from 1983 to 1984 uh, with a champion, with a match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Ric Flair. Yes,
5: yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, Pedro, when he needed to go like strong style in Japan, he would do that. And if he was working in an area where people love the fast Mexican style, he would do that. He would go through the roads to do those. I flight so too, and, and he needed to become a little more of a heel in some of the markets. Pedro was not afraid. He didn't have the ego. Uh, he will go to do whatever the market needed for it to be successful.
1: Mm.
4: Good.
1: The um, businessman. And he would be. He would be a Spanish-speaking commentator. Um mm-hmm. The first time that a Puerto Rican performed this duty for an international promotion. And that was in 1987. Uh, He returned uh, to his role working for World Championship Wrestling during the 1990s, narrating Nitro and pay-per-views along with Miguel Alonso.
5: Yes, so and, I, and, and you know what? What was really good was that when Pedro will talk to the to the Spanish audience, it, it was it was the words of a man that conquered the impossible, holding the three championships, becoming a millionaire. Uh, you know, being in battle with the biggest names of his time, and he will be true to the comment. He will be true to the commentary, but he will he will base it on on. The fact that he was a wrestler, so he will give the people that extra, that, that extra uh, uh, storytelling of you know what is mm-hmm. what, what, what does this? He will express what what is needed to have the heart of a champion. And when he came from Pedro you know that was as real as it will get because that
0: was he was a huge star. Yeah, the the voice, the voice, okay. incredible
4: authority
1: right there. Wow, you um, and then in 1995, he was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame. Uh, and that was one of the earlier inductees. They didn't do a lot of them back then. It wasn't a yearly thing back then. If you got inducted yeah, back he, then, it actually meant something.
5: Exactly. Yes, and, the, and the shocker was that on that evening, he did not show up. And I don't remember if it was Super Medic 1, Jose Strada. Who accepted the uh, the award for him because Pedro did not show. He basically after that yeah, he wasn't seen very much uh, in any wrestling circles. It was like a he slowly just became uh, a, like a mystery guy that, that that you did not see him that often. And, but that was a shocker. He did not go to to uh, the night uh, when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame.
4: Wow. Um,
1: Morales appeared at an event of the short-lived American Wrestling Federation in the championship match between Bob Orton Jr. and Tito Santana, along with other superstars and legends like Sergeant Slaughter, Chris Adams, and special guest referee Jumpin' Jim Bronzell. Uh, This would have been in uh, mid-96. On August 31st, 2006, as part of total non action wrestling taping, Morales was mentioned by Conan along fellow Hall of Famers Carlos Colon, Mil Mascarez, and the Guerrero family being acknowledged as Latinos that paved the way within the wrestling industry.
5: Yes, indeed. Uh, he was—I mean, he was solid. Uh, I mean, they—wherever they, he went,
4: it was just—he had that presence. Uh,
5: and 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 he—he he would go in the ring and always give a hundred percent. And to me, that was a—it didn't matter if he had a problem with one, one on of his knees or the ankle or the shoulder. You would not see any excuses from Pedro. Pedro. I mean, I—I—I I, I did so many matches. I called so many of his matches, and it was wow. It was just a guy that truly loved the business, and, re- and he respected the fans, respected his profession, and he went in there and took care of what he needed to do, respecting uh, the guy that was working with him uh, uh, all the time.
4: Well, and that's what
1: it's all about.
4: That's what it's all
1: about, and, and that's what it's got to be about. I mean...
4: If you're not going to go in there
1: and take care of business, why are you getting in there to begin with?
4: Over here, over here, I'm right now in
5: Puerto Rico. We just did the press conference yesterday. But wherever I went, even though we're pushing the new company opening up on March 16th here, it was that everybody wanted to talk about Pedro Morales. Even some people that that normally do not talk about sports uh, the pop, the uh, you know, the shows made up about politics. Even the shows made up about politics were talking about the Puerto Rico legend Pedro Morales passing away. So, so today I saw things that normally would never happen in Puerto Rico. Shows that were not related to wrestling were talking about
4: uh, uh,
5: Pedro, uh, Pedro, the legend of uh, of his professional
4: wrestling career, and he passing away at seven, 76 years old. Mm. Wow.
0: Boy, oh boy. Ah. Yeah. Well, from what I'm reading here,
6: quite a large family.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, his, his what, it cause what it says that, uh, on his mom's side of the family, just on his mom's side of the family, he
4: had 85 cousins. This t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> it's my That's one. a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: He once claimed that 65% of, percent of uh, Culebra's population had some bloodline connection to him. And uh, that yes. uh, would not surprise me. Yes,
5: I had, the, I had the honor of being invited by Pedro to go to his island, uh, Culebra. And when I say his island, he was like the mayor of Culebra. I mean, like from the moment that Ferry landed, or if we're going the little plane, or when he landed, uh, it wasn't like the star treatment. They just loved it. I mean, he would, he would just stop in any house, and and, uh, and just uh, the people would invite him to come in. They would eat. You know, there was no, uh, you know, I'm the world champion. I'm, you know, whatever from the federation. It was just Pedro and his people, and uh, man, just a, a, a solid, probably three or four times and went with him, and it was uh, to, walk with, to walk with Pedro You better not have any hurry Because just to walk uh, One block By the time you say hello to all the people uh, You know half an hour One hour will go by So if you needed to go fishing oh in a hurry uh, Pedro, Yeah Pedro was not the guy to to, to to be walking in Culebra It would take a long time
0: Oh wow. My gosh Wow So Oh man. But uh
2: yeah,
0: I mean I'm I sitting here uh looking at uh some at uh some of the people that uh, he had been uh involved in and with uh with his career. I mean uh Gory Guerrero, I mean wow, you know um you know, To Tony Nero, um uh Sputnik Monroe, I mean my gosh, helped t- it's like I mean, you know, this is this is like you know, the Illuminati of our of
4: our industry.
7: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah,
5: Pedro I was
4: mean, uh,
5: yeah, even you know, when uh when we come over to New York and he had his second run with Vince Junior, uh it it was just amazing, like he will he was stay at the hotel close to the garden, and he didn't need any, any escort, anything. It was just Pedro. You know, it was just Pedro, no big head, uh, just what he called you amigo. It wasn't just a Spanish word. He meant it. He called you amigo. That means he really thought that you was his friend, and he was offering you his friendship. And, uh, wow, just I have so many so many beautiful moments that we had uh, together. Because here in Puerto Rico at that time, we did so many different islands. So traveling with Pedro to do the shows in St. Thomas, St. Croix, Curaçao, at those times, Vince's father would let us use half of his talent from his company and half from Capital Sports. So places like Curaçao, you had half of the, of the crew from Vince and half from Afro and it was fun. Everybody made money. There was respect, uh, and uh, you know, just going around with Pedro Morales. It was fun because many people, many people don't know this, but Pedro man, when he, when he when once he started going, he would be one joke after the other. I mean, he was he was a, he was something. I mean, and this guy, uh, you didn't want to mess with him. He was respectful. But he wouldn't put up with any crap from nobody, so uh you know you go with him mm-hmm. and you know and and somebody's getting out of hand, he will go politely and say to to that person you know i you know I think it's best if you know if you behave better, we don't want any any problems, but if they wanted to go the hard way, he wasn't the guy you wanted to mess with because he wasn't gonna back down for nobody,
4: yeah. I
0: I mean, looking at, looking, you know, obviously, because, of course, you know, I only just, you know, watched some, you know, some of TV of him and that, uh, because, of course, here in the Midwest, it was all AWA, so my, a lot of my knowledge of Pedro was through our uh, good friend Bill After and uh, and the, uh, um, you know, and uh, PWI and that, but uh, it's like, yeah, i I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd want to cross this guy. He's got a. He's got a build that uh, looks like uh, he could uh, take you out with one punch.
5: So. Yes, I got a story. When we were working in St. Croix, and and we went out. There was a young kid called the Polo that is here right now. It was a Cuban, Puerto Rican guy. I mean, he was like a huge star, and Pedro loved mm-hmm. this kid, and he was like like helping mm-hmm. to him. And we went in St. Croix after a show. Crazy Lou Grant was with us. He was one of my best buddies and one of the fabulous kangaroos, Don Kent. I mean, what a, what a little group we had that, that evening. Oh, and, you know, wow. there, was this, there was this 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 guy about, you know, 28 years old, in good shape. He claimed he was a boxer. He said that, you know, a boxer could beat up... When I heard that, a boxer could beat up a wrestler, and he said that to Pedro, deep inside me, I am saying... Boy, this is not going to end well. So anyway, uh-uh. crazy. Yeah, crazy. Little grand told him, "Listen, just go home, you know, and, and call it a day." But he just kept on going, and he said, "You know," he said to Pedro, "You know, you are so fat that even if you wanted to punch me, I could just run from you." And then Pedro got really upset, and he said, "Go home, I don't want to hurt you." And then, uh, and then the guy said to him. You know, I could punch you, and you will never catch me. And he did like those steps of Muhammad Ali, Goes to Pedro, and that was it. Pedro said, I'm going to kick your ass in Spanish and in English. And the guy started running, and guess what? When Pedro went into second ship, I did not know that with 248 pounds, Pedro could outrun this guy. And when he saw that Pedro was catching uh, up with him, he panicked, and he fell headfirst into the floor, and Pedro grabbed him and, and just took him from the neck and had him, like, one of those movies where the guy is lifted up like that, and crazy looked around, and came to me and said, Pedro, Pedro, don't hurt him. And he said to us, <laughs> if, he, if I wanted to hurt him, he already been hurt. And he just said to him, and he, said, he said to him, consider this to be your lucky night but you're going to walk away alive. And the guy <laughs> did number one in his pants. He did number one in his pants and he, and he was pretty close to doing number two
3: by the time he just... He peed, just peed his pants? Uh, excuse me? He peed his pants. He straight yes, up peed his pants. He peed
5: his pants pant and he was just about to do number two and oh, and that's when we walked. You, we, we walked away, knowing that that has that have, have been a long night with the police and all that stuff. Here. Because I've, I've been around some some stuff that you know, it's just the procedure that goes after punching somebody. You kind of think up, after you cool down, you say, "Why the heck did I hit that guy?"
4: Because it's going
5: to cost your lawyers. You're going to end up being till four or five in the morning until they, you know, the the, the bondsman is there or the promoter comes in. But <coughs> we were able to go back to the car. Celebrated and uh, wow, just so good that the that the the young guy wasn't wasn't hurt and, and and still amazed on the speed that Terrell could could run. You know, 245 pounds, and he, mm-hmm. and he went in second gear and he was catching up with the guy. The guy panicked when when first into the floor. It was it was unreal, amazing. But what a gentleman, what a worker, Ring psychology, respectful, made so much money had two huge runs with Vince Founders, Vince Junior and he never let that glory and those big nights, a big paycheck.
3: He never let that get into his head.
1: Well and that's what matters most.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can't let the money go to your head like a like a cheap glass of wine. You know, you just can't do that. Oh yeah uh, I I'm, I'm very sad. I'm very sad but my
5: heart is content at the same time, I am happy because I do not. I, I, I celebrate his life. I celebrate exactly. the moments he. I had the honor the honor to be his friend. I was the manager that was managing Abdullah the Butcher uh, on some of the battles, and I was also the producer of the shows. And and uh, just to know that we were able to spend many nights and many close to mornings in some weird places in the Caribbean. And uh, that we, we, were, we, were, we were very close And he was such a gentleman And a huge star And like I said to you Today even shows that don't talk about wrestling Politics shows today Were honoring uh, Pedro Morales And uh, just a testament wow. to uh, the, his greatness He was a man of the people He would walk around uh, Culebra Just with a t-shirt and his shorts and, and 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 perhaps one day we'll know. He was very quiet about helping people. A lot of people that he helped, he didn't want it to be to to be known. But he helped a lot of people. He was a man that God blessed him, and uh, he would help a lot, a lot of people from from uh, orphanages to drug rehab places and a lot of the boys that were going through wow. the trouble. And, and some problems. Pedro will help them out and he will be willing to stay with them when they were going through those times of trying to suffer up or clean themselves up. Uh, there was Pedro. And, and you know, sometimes he, you know you got awesome. to tell him to the people because uh, a lot of them just know the side of the champion of the, of, of the uh-huh. runs he had. But but he. when I say he was such a, a nice guy, I, I just don't mean as a wrestler. Was well, a friend, I mean, as a human being. He was really somebody special and somebody that re- he respected life and he respected people.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, 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 that's the great part of it. I mean, you know, when you leave that kind of a legacy, folks, I mean, my gosh, you know, the being famous and being, you know, Given a belt for you know long tire runs and that is you know it's great it's great stuff within our industry but uh, you know when people look back and remember hey you know he helped others and that that's a big that's a big thing right there you know that that, yeah, that and, speaks volumes
5: and he and he proved
0: that a Latino
5: <coughs> could sell out what was known as American he will sell the garden, but he will also sell, you know, the Boston Garden and some other arenas and uh, proving that if you have the capacity of entertaining an audience and know your your job as a professional wrestler and are, are passionate about what you do, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Spanish, if you're Asian, if you're Afro-American or whatever nationality you are, if they do things the right way and that person is given the opportunity with the right storylines, and that person is passionate, respectful, and, and willing to accept nothing but excellence on what he does in the ring, uh, that will draw money. It did then, and it will still de- do that today. It's just a problem that sometimes you <laughs> let people interfere with the quality of, uh, of, of the wrestling shows.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling shows. Yeah. Uh, Hugo, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the topic here. Uh, God rest Pedro Morales' soul; he will be missed. Uh, Steve and I actually we don't get a chance to talk to you that often. So Steve and I actually have an event coming up, and I want to share the matches with you. All right. Uh, we've yeah. got our Triple Threat Showcase. These three are all from this? the area. What, what, Il-
0: what, go ahead. What is this?
1: Uh, it Challenge. is June. June 1st in Pontiac, Illinois.
4: Wow, very good. good.
1: It'll be the Obsession, Zach Booth versus the Redneck Outlaw, Nate Knox versus the Silent Assassin, Matt Harmon. And, folks, we've been saving this one for under wraps. In this match, we are going to crown the first ever King of the Illinois Valley.
5: Beautiful, beautiful.
1: And, That's and gonna be
4: an
5: exciting send me, one. Tell me, tell me the publicity because there's so many Mexicans and Puerto Ricans around that area. And my page, Lucha Libre Online, we just made 200,000 followers on YouTube, and we're up to, we are up to 544,000 on Facebook. And just send me the, send me the publicity, and I'll put it on our pages, and uh, we'll let the, the Spanish community around that area know that you guys are having a great show there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Oh, thank you so much. Awesome. You don't know how much that means. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, ah, that means a thank lot you. To Thank you, Hugo. Then it's going to be the Oriental craze from Japan, Sanji, and second-generation star Cody Jones with Sprague in their corner taking on Pontiac, Illinois, USA Zone, Nick Melvin, and the drunken Irishman Angus McDuff. Angus
3: you got to say the name right. It's Angus. You got to get that A in there. So that's one of my favorite names. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: then we have your main event for the evening, Katie. Bar the door because this one's going to be okay, a barn I burner.
3: I will. I will. I'll bar the door.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be Diamond Steel, the resident rock star of the RWF. Going one on one with a man that made LaSalle in the Illinois Valley, or at least that's what he claims, the Filth King, Brew Baker. Oh, that's better. And, Steve, uh, we know Diamond very well. We don't know Brew Baker that well. This will be the first time he's ever been in the Rebellious Wrestling Federation. I don't. Well, I, I don't know, know I don't, I've worked with Brubaker Baker quite a bit over the years, so I'm. I don't. I don't know what to expect from this guy, so I'm going to let you deal with that one. Okay. Okay.
0: I mean, you know, uh, he's, you know,
1: there's been times. There's been times. Times where
0: you know he's been a fan favorite. There's been uh, probably as much, if not more, times that uh, he's been one of the most hated guys in the building. But hey, that uh, that that happens. You know, that happens. Um. <laughs> So, oh, but uh, now I wanna I wanna get uh, I wanna get to Hugo because I wanna compliment him. Uh you know, as, as I ahead. texted you the other day before this all happened, um uh last uh last Friday night uh the uh AAA event uh was just fantastic. I mean great action, a lot of a lot of excellent uh storylines. But the big thing, which uh, which you guys uh, brought out, uh, is that uh, there will now be full time English commentary for the AAA live events. And so, why don't you go ahead and kind of take a moment to uh, talk to us about that? Because I know there's a lot of people who love the AAA action. It's just that uh, you know they're going. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> they don't understand the commentary. <laughs> yeah.
5: And we tried to put in a couple of seconds of English, but, you know, uh, to be fair, it has been growing in such a way that they were asking to have the English, uh, you know, the play-by-play English. And I think it's fair because we are increasing uh, the market. Europe has has been – it's beginning to open up for AAA and uh, with the announcement of All Elite Wrestling and the alliance now with AAA – uh, it, it just has put the uh, the product in another level. The year uh, last year, we did over eight thousand people in Bogotá, Colombia, a place where wrestling is not had at all. And we did over eight thousand fans uh, with no huge publicity. We had uh, no American uh, XW on the card. It was just a storyline. We are in the Spanish. Uh, it's called Space TV, which is owned by Turner Broadcasting. And Space TV from Spain, Mexico, to Latin America, it's huge. Before, they only had UFC and HBO boxing and some good movies. Uh, we had the mm-hmm. first-year contract that we knew, 2019, and uh, the product, it is really, really hot. And uh, I believe that is the right time to start English because people want to fall in love with the storyline. And we, if we have an English commentary... I think it's going to grow more. And do not be surprised if you see the tours into Europe. And a lot of people forget that AAA has already had big shows in Japan and in other places. Uh, I just believe that one of the biggest faults of AAA is that they do not know how to emphasize the years that they have been uh, dominating, you know, uh, huge markets. Right now they did a deal with Tebe Azteca, which is now stronger than Televisa, they have multimedios in, and they have Space T V, they have uh, they have that Facebook uh, live show, Space Watch, whatever it's called. And uh, and then mm-hmm. also with what we do when well, we do live Twitch in Spanish, I believe that now with, with the English we're just gonna keep on growing and it's amazing. We we did two shows this past weekend. Uh, one you cannot put any more people on, it was like eight thousand francs. The other one was a huge building, like 15,000 seats, and they had over 9,000 fans on a Sunday uh, show at 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. So I think that it's hot. Uh, uh, what's his name? The big guy from Impact Wrestling, Killer uh, Killer Cross. It's really getting oh, over yeah. there. Uh, yeah, they're starting to push Brian Cage there. Uh, so you have Conan in control of creative vampiro Canadiense, Canadian vampire. He's part of the creative mm-hmm. but I just believe I just believe that right now with guys like Penta, Phoenix and uh they oh, have Pensa. to take it yeah, to another level. And we got guys on first match Pensa. that are so. in Mexico.
3: Uh, excuse me. Uh, Uncle Hugo, um, I am I love Penta. I am such a huge yes. fan of him and of Phoenix right now. They They are just amazing. But if I may interrupt you, um, we do have a new guest on air with us right now, Mr. B. Brian Blair.
2: Ah, Mr. Hugo, I respect you so immensely. You know, when I was buzzing with the King of Bees, you know, shortly after the birth of Triple A, Rose and Lucha Libre, uh, wrestling was on the map. And it has become bigger and bigger and better and better. And, you know, I speak with my good friend, Blue Demon Jr., um, Carmine Desperito. And, by the way, um, if you get a chance, my friend, uh, WWE is looking for Conan. Uh, they owe him some money. Uh, please give him my number, Steve Kane. Somebody give him my number and... uh um, I'll hook them up with the right place. But with that said, you know, I'm the president and the um, uh, CEO of the Cauliflower Alley Club, and we do some wonderful things for professional wrestlers uh, that have fallen on difficult financial times. And we had our f- first uh, Lucha Lib- Libra Award, uh, Lucha Libra Honoree, last year at the 53rd, Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, that's a long time, 53 years. And um, we've given away hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to um, wrestlers that have fallen on difficult financial times. But Blue Demon Jr. was our very first uh, Lucha Libra honoree, and we are so wow. proud of that. It's a Cauliflower Alley Club. Mrs. Hugo, we are so proud of that.
5: Hey man, hey man. Oh, amen. I mean, I, 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 yes. We had my friend, who, who, you know, I loved for so many, many, many years. Where to get a pretty boy, Larry Sharp, would always come back and say, "Hugo, that was a blast. It is such such an event, and and it's I always heard so many so many good good things about you guys.
2: <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great, as Hugo. I mean, um, we're um, I mean, we're still uh, in the running right now. We've got another week left for the second uh, Lucha Libra uh, honoree at the CAC, and we're waiting for, you know, our final vote uh, tabulations. And um, if you have suggestions or, you know, if you want to talk to uh, Blue or Carmine, um, they're kind of heading that up for us as we we are an all-volunteer organization. And we um, have different people that are really dedicated to the Cauliflower Alley Club that help us find the right honorees that are really deserving for the proper awards besides the fans uh, and the members, um, predominantly the members um, that um, vote for that particular person. So um, if you have anybody in mind, Hugo, please let us know.
5: Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. i just, i I just and love a- the business. I love the business. For like- me, it's very hard to choose somebody because I I just love what they what they done because I respect when they go to the trellos I mean, their lives is in danger. Mm-hmm. So I respect. I'm very passionate about this.
3: Okay. Speaking speaking of revealing something and reminding of something and bringing something up, I do believe Sean was talking about rebellion rising.
1: Yes, uh, Rebellion Rising, uh, uh, Brian and Hugo, it's Steve and I's next event. We took about a two-year hiatus. I relocated closer to the area we're going to be running and got all my uh, I's dotted and T's crossed. I was telling Hugo about it. And the next match we have signed for this huge card on June the 1st at Rebellion Rising in Pontiac, Illinois. It's 24-karat gold, Jimmy Carrot one-on-one with Mr. M80. Marche Rockets, with the urban sensation C-Red in his corner. Now, C-Red is going into our Hall of Fame that night, the icons of the Illinois Valley. And I can't think of a more deserving man. The man was so humble. We had him on here the night that I told him he was going in, and he was in tears. And I didn't expect that. Yes, Uh, indeed he was. I I I did not expect. I did not expect that, so... I'm looking forward to that. And then this is the one that I wanted to bring up to Hugo because she is a, Steve, would you call, would you call Paloma Puerto Rican? Yeah.
3: Uh The Sriracha
1: Uh, Muchacha. The Sriracha Muchacha Paloma star will go one-on-one with the uh, party unicorn, as she calls herself, Lainey Luck. And this is going to be an explosive women's match. Um, I'm telling you what, folks, if you don't get a ticket for June the 1st or you don't get the DDD, you're missing out because this is this is going to be something special right here. Um, I'm going to name the... Go ahead.
2: Well, that sounds like a great show. This is uh, me, Brian. I, w- I was just thinking about um, how a lot of people forget about how the foundation of wrestling was built. And... I think about, especially my good friends. Now that I'm talking to Hugo, about my very close friends that have passed, um, Jose Lothario and Pedro Morales. They, people don't understand what they brought to the wrestling industry from the Hispanic point of view, from the, uh, from all the cultures of the Hispanic society, um, which is part of the American culture today, because we're, yep. right. um, we're all immigrants, Right. um, they, they had more influence on me, these two guys, uh, than I could ever explain. I mean, um. Golly, Jose uh, Jose Lothario was my first roommate in Oklahoma and he wow. did all the cooking. And oh, wow. we we were so tight. I mean, he was such a wonderful man to learn from. And I remember he showed me he said, Brian, you can work when you're older, but you you change your style and he showed me how he would do an arm drag from his knees. <laughs> it was great. Uh oh, and then wow. Pedro Upa. Oompa Baby, Pedro, that was Pedro's, Pedro Morales's favorite saying was Oompa Baby. Anybody that knows <laughs> Pedro Morales will tell you that. His favorite saying was Oompa Baby. Anybody that doesn't know that does not know Pedro Morales personally.
3: I don't know it personally, so I don't know it. I know
2: nothing until now. <laughs> so, but that's why that's why I'm telling you to preserve the history. Oh, that, that's oh, that's baby. why it's so important to preserve the history and to let your listeners know how all this evolved. I mean, these, the 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 lucha libre wrestlers, the all, the, the guys that that lay their, their blood, sweat, and tears on the line every night. I mean. They need to thank the people before them, just like I thank the people before me and the people before them from the carnivals where wrestling evolved. You are, you, ha- you have to understand how wrestling evolved, and then you have to understand mm-hmm. and thank the people before you and always be respectful. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's one of the matches. Uh, the next match, I'll name these off quickly if I can, <laughs> Excuse me. It'll be uh, Tyler Jones against One Man Riot, Frank Wyatt. Uh, this is going to be an explosive match. Um, we got some really good stuff, Steve and I, put together for this show, Brian and Hugo. Uh, very proud of it. Very proud of yes, it. Yes, please, please do not uh, do not forget
5: to send me uh, the publicity so I could uh, you know help you guys with that because we have a lot a lot of people. On our on our pages that are from all that area, and uh, you know, and just send me and I will help you with that.
1: I would muchly appreciate Aww. that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Awesome. What
4: a,
2: what a Thank nice you. man. Thank you.
1: Uh, then we've got Indeed, uh, tag right. team. We've got tag team action, and these are not two puny, 150 pound each tag teams. Well, 300 pounds if you put the two together. That's not what these guys are. These guys are about 250, 275 pounds apiece. It will be the team of Poe and Houston, the Men, one on one with Controlled Chaos, the team of Crash Jackson and Bad Henry. And folks, wow. this—I <laughs> don't know that the ring's going to be able to hold all of this. Like oh. I booked this, and then and then Steve and I got talking about it, and I'm like, what did it, what did we just get ourselves into? Like, oh shit. Oh Snaky! I'm
0: like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, oh, is, is
1: are are we sure
0: are we sure that uh, that this that the ring uh, the uh, that the beams are
3: are good strong enough to handle all of this? Right, thing? right.
4: Uh,
1: it's, gonna
3: be, it's gonna be a match and a half and a half and a half. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, then it's the SB Brandon Espinoza one on one with the – well he calls himself the White Russian. He's about as white as a white Russian, I'll tell you that. Brian Blake. Uh,
3: those are good. White Russians are tasty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
3: <laughs> cool. they are. They're good. They're one of my favorites. <laughs> Where's that? Vodka.
4: vodka and Kahlua?
3: And it's vodka, Kahlua, and milk, I think. Yeah. I think it
2: is. Yeah. Hot dog. Um, yeah. Right.
1: And then he our would. two. Uh, other inductions for the icons of the Illinois Valley I know it's the white, uh, the, uh, white Russian light sweep of the sand yeah. my, gra- <laughs>
3: my grandmother drinks them <laughs> uh, then we've got our
1: icons of the Illinois Valley inductions real quick uh, the man that trained me and gave me my start in this business in 2003, uh, god that was 16 years ago uh, yeah, he well, is the Sultan of Slither Sam So, Sin will be going into the icons of the Illinois Valley. Um, This man will no longer be going into the icons of the Illinois Valley. He bailed on us, so I'm not even going to mention his name. Um, Never mind. And the other one that will be going in that night uh, will be the Urban Sensation Sea Red. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. June the 1st, Rebellion Rising. It's been a long time coming, and our own Malice Mayhem Yes, one of our co-hosts right here on this program. She will be mm-hmm. our ring announcer for the evening. So, wow, uh, I love
8: that. I yeah, love
1: that. Um, we yeah. we are doing a lot uh, differently, uh, hence the name of our company, being Rebellious Wrestling Federation. And next weekend, I want to mention this real quick: uh, Head Trinker Samu training seminar next Saturday from three to five p.m. in Havana, Illinois. He, uh training seminar again with know, head shrinker Stump, Samu uh it's 40 bucks you're going to get 2 hours right. of training 40 bucks and you're going to learn from a guy that's been around and whose whole family has been around we're, we're talking about Pedro Morales and Pedro Morales worked with the wild Samoans anybody who know who the wild Samoans are to the head shrinkers Brian, can you tell oh,
2: please, me a bit? Please, 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 please. I worked up with those guys to lose B's knees. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that'll be next Saturday as part of Midwest Impact Pro's birthday bash. The show itself will not only feature Head Shrinker Samu, but another guy that Brian knows all too well, Cowboy Bob Wharton Jr.
2: Oh, wow. the man with the cap.
1: Oh, cowboys, cowboys.
2: The man with the cast Did last too long <laughs> yeah.
4: well,
5: I bet was, that
2: was cast is that funky was, like a yeah. monkey oh,
4: that was, <laughs>
5: know, that was, It was simple But it was so well done That cast was a hit getter As soon as he came to the first
2: Oh gosh uh, I, love, I can't wait to see him At the CAC You know he, he uh, finally won the uh, cribbage contest, and he had been oh, nice. he had been coming to the CAC for four years straight trying to win the cribbage contest in Vegas, and uh, he'll be there uh, April twenty um, ninth through May first uh, this year, um, trying to to uh, defend his title, if you will.
3: So, so, uh, so the if man you like will. like if you will. So the man likes a cribbage tournament or two. My mom, my mom loves a cribbage tournament. They should play. My mom's good. Yeah, you know,
2: I used to go into the <laughs> locker rooms and watch Andre and Dino Bravo and all these guys playing cribbage and I had no idea what that game was and then lo and behold, you know, I'd watch them a little bit and of course Andre and Dusty and I had We are always riding together, and uh, Dino was such a good friend. But uh, anyway, so many memories, and they're just blurring past as we speak here. As my good friends, as you all speak and bring up memories of the past,
6: I remember
2: so much um, of um, Andre and um, how important that cribbage was. And I never realized... But I, I didn't. I thought it was an Andre game only. And then you when know. I got to the Cauliflower Alley Club and started trying to help uh, raise money for um, all of the uh, all of my colleagues that have fallen on difficult financial times, I realized that uh, cribbage is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. it is a big deal.
3: Right? Did, and, did you and yeah. in,
2: the, in the CAC room? Do you, do you know the card game
3: euchre? Yeah. Euchre. Yes, I've yeah, heard Yeah, euchre.
2: I don't. Okay. do yeah, Not play it. you a, you a DJ big. And take my pants off. I'm sure.
3: Oh, honey, I don't play cards, but I'll still. I'll, honey, I don't play cards, but I'll still take your pants off. <laughs> you started it. You started it.
2: It's your fault. I love fault. it. I love it's it. It. your I'm fault. It's, it's late, it? and I'm on the. I'm on EST, girl.
3: It's 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 late. I'm on the EST. It's 11:09. It's not that late. Come on now.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I I have like uh, eleven thousand uh, social media messages. No, I'm I'm kidding about only a <laughs> thousand uh, social media messages to say hi or thank you to.
3: Well, the only one that should be important to you is mine. So get to it.
2: I <laughs> can <laughs> oh, okay, I knew that wait. was
3: coming. You, you started oh. it,
1: sir. Oh yeah.
3: Okay, that's that's
2: Okay, come on back. come on, come on, come on, you know, 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 but you get the killer bee buzzer and you realize that I've already told you, you know, I've been from Maine to Spain, deep down in the Ukraine, right? And I spread pollen, I spread pollen from New York to Holland. Or we, Jimmy and I, have spread pollen from New York to and That's how we created The Hive. And you see, oh, honey. you know, we've been around the world. We've been north, south, east, Speaking and west. We've been hive. from ocean to ocean. We've been from coast to coast. Speaking but obviously, of the, hive. the people that we dig the most are you. And that's why oh, I am baby. just truly... Drizzling with honey tonight. Oh my! Oh, speaking,
3: oh my! But speaking of the hive, what do you think of the hive queen Rosemary?
2: Well, I think it's all a copy of the queen bee, who I love her. Uh, was originally on the uh, Universal uh, Herb Abrams UFC.
4: Are okay. you?
2: Uh, I'm sorry, UW.
1: UWF, U- Universal, UWF, U- F-
2: Universal Wrestling U- w- F- Federation, yeah, UWF, thank you. Whatever,
1: but yeah, that's where the there, started. There's, there's been so much that Pedro Morales and uh, we forgot to talk about the other one that died. Who is the other one that died, Steve? Oh God, yeah, Salvatore Samo. The- yeah, yeah, that
3: one. I mean, that those huh? that man.
2: Oh, I love Sal. I always called Sal the smiling Italian, right to his face. I said, Sal, you're always smiling. You're the smiling smiling Italian. And he goes, oh, I like that. I'm going to tell Mr. McMahon. I'm going to tell Mr. McMahon. You see, I worked for uh, WWF before. WWF or WWE, that's how old I am. And... Anyway, uh Vince McMahon was a wonderful man and Salvatore Bellomo, who was sixty-seven, I'm sixty he's seven years older than me, he um was uh a wonderful, wonderful person who I got to work with when I was young before Vince McMahon Sr. sent me to New Japan Pro Wrestling in nineteen eighty one, I believe. And um um uh, it's just so sad to lose these three wonderful people uh, so close together. I, actually, there's more than three if you want to go back two weeks. But Salvatore Belomo was, um, was a, a, really, a guy that everybody loved in the locker room. And that is a, probably the most sincere compliment that anybody in the wrestling industry that put their tights on day in and day out. Could receive.
1: um well i've got to get uh, I've got to get your and Hugo's thoughts on it because we we said at the beginning of this year with the news that broke uh, before the year even started about all elite wrestling forming, we said that twenty nineteen was going to be the year of the upswing in professional wrestling again, and we have this news to report uh, we reported it earlier, but you gentlemen were here to hear it uh the pre-sale for the double or nothing pay-per view in las Vegas sold out yeah, four, minutes, within, four
5: minutes
1: within thirty minutes that was the pre-sale uh thir- sold out within thirty minutes and the show itself today when tickets went on sale today it sold out within under four minutes
2: Wow oh my, my. Oh, wow that makes, that reaffirm that reaffirms my w w e stock. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 that uh, we'll we'll have Triple A stock. We'll have all kinds of stock. Wrestling is hot. And wherever you are fans, go watch it. That's all I can say. It's the best thing going, it's the best value. It's the best entertainment for dollar for dollar dollar for dollar, there is no better entertainment buck than professional wrestling.
3: Yep. Say that again. Yep. Say, say yep. that three times fast. And Brian, <laughs> starting this weekend. Yeah. yeah. And, and starting this I weekend know. on Twitch,
0: you'll be able to watch uh, AAA with English commentary.
2: Oh, that will be awesome. That will be awesome. Will
3: fancy, be awesome. fancy.
1: Go ahead, Hugo. Yes, I, be,
3: yeah, I believe that, uh, and
5: I sincerely you know, feel that when when you have competition, the product gets better. You know, the guys get yeah. treated better, and the fans get treated better. You know, I went through so many years when I was a main producer in Puerto Rico that we had that area hot from Trinidad to Curacao to Puerto Rico, and uh, you know, a lot of the people blame it on Vince, and I just blame it on, on not having the capacity to change. You know, that's one of the reasons why the dinosaurs are extinct is because sometimes we 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 do not wanna hear what the audience they want and you get you get to the point where you're successful and then the ego takes over and then you treat the boys bad, you treat the fans back and then you're gonna blame it on, on one wrestling family about uh you not doing well and you know to me it's like you gotta compete and you gotta have a good product and you know, this guy's the young bucks and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and now Jericho, I mean that you know, that's an alternative. But I also believe that, you know, Ring of Honor is gonna be pushing harder and I believe that Impact Wrestling is finally getting something going. And I have predicted I uh, I've been saying about the billionaire, another one coming in and I am willing to stake it right now. I don't know if it's gonna be Mark Cuban, but I believe that Somebody else is gonna come in with a lot of money and and it's gonna be bigger competition and if the people for New Japan Pro Wrestling get their act together and don't do foolish things like Picking the biggest championship in less than a month, giving it to someone else and if they if they are now there to destroy whatever steps forward they do, I think New Japan Pro Wrestling has a big shot. In 2019, because we know that Kenny Omega will be able to work some shots with them. I just hope that their 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 vision about where they're going to go with storylines is just bigger than what they believe Strong Style could take it Because you know, it could be great to see those. Strong, if you don't have a good vision and good storyline, I mean, the world is not going to be part of, uh, of of in you know New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because you need to compete with a with you know big matches, uh, good storylines, and they better get it
4: together. Well,
2: obviously, obviously it's the same, Hugo. It's the same deal in business. You know, I owned uh, several gold gyms. Um, I've been a county commissioner. I've coached kids for twenty years. It's it's all about building a bigger mousetrap. And whoever has the vision to do that will succeed. I mean, right now, obviously, Vince is king of the mountain. And uh-huh. there, there are other, thank God, let me say thank God, there are other organizations where the guys can make a living, Triple H, uh, whatever. I mean, that's fabulous. It's not like the days of the territories when, you know, you would wrestle in Florida or Georgia or, or New York or, uh, Portland when you wrestled 360 mm-hmm. days a year, you know, that those days are gone and it's hard for the guys to learn the craft. And that's something that is so overlooked. And, um, not talked about because when I watched the matches today, and I was just talking to Matt Bloom about this, he's the head trainer at WWE. Anyway, um, not that WWE is uh, the end all and be all, I'm just saying, no, uh, this, right. no, this no. is the deal, uh, product. And guys, it's so hard for them to learn, um, just wrestling on the weekends and then you know, going uh, into the dojo, into the gym, uh, there's, there's no uh, teacher-like experience. And unfortunately, in the world of professional wrestling today, the ones, the very few that get the most experience uh, rise to the top because they have fought so hard to do it and, and dug And done whatever they've had to do To get there Unlike, you know, the old days It was like, you know, get through the push-ups And the stretching And all the 365 days And all the things that you had to do It's a whole It's it's like a chism and a chasm A small crack and a big crack um, The the wrestling now Is so is so much different. How, however, I respect the independence um, versus the, let's call it the Goliath. Let, let's let's um, tear down the WWE just quickly, um, the Goliath. And then you've got, you know, everything that falls underneath that because there's nobody on the radar with $90 to $100 a share stock. Let me just put it like that. So, with that said, everybody has to develop their own character, and I, I am so grateful for people that keep this business alive, and not only have a actually a better product than than what you see on WWE. They, it, those people, have worked harder and harder. And many of the people that you see. And believe me, I love WWE. I love everybody. I'm just telling you the truth. These guys have dug in and, and really um, given their all to, to, to be that main event person. Um, but they all have to realize that they should look back. I, it's like the other day, for example, And Hugo, I'm sure everybody that's listening will understand this. I saw, uh, I was wrestling in Jacksonville uh, last Saturday, and I saw a tag team match where the um, heel tag team um, pushed the baby face into the corner rather than for the hot tag, which was boring, Rather than splitting the ring in half, the baby face is dead on the ground. He just got pulverized with a finishing move. The heel then just misses a move. The heel struggles to his corner to tag his partner. And just as he tags his partner, that baby face makes a leap of faith to tag his fresh partner who comes in and kicks ass. Well, that's what a hot tag is. Mm -hmm. People do not understand what a hot tag is. Comments.
0: Exactly. No, you're dead on.
1: No, people, okay. don't even, yeah. do, people don't even remember what the blind tag is, let alone the hot tag. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, also you're right. Been, you, I, I, have I've, I've so seen it. I've I've literally petted shows that seen it, and I, I can call it. Because I'm usually, if I'm working, I'm announcing. So I, I, Sometimes I'm commentating. Sometimes I'm not. I'm like, okay, where where the hell is the blind tag? Where Where's the heel heat? And they're like, it's what do you called mean a false tag? That? It's, called
2: a, it's not a blind tag. It's a false tag. They're like,
1: they're they're like, like what do you mean that? By that? That's the
2: more that's the more and this, that's a more modern uh, verbiage. We always called it a false tag. Yeah,
1: yeah, same.
2: But yeah. but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing about it is, nobody. Uh, these young guys. Evidently, their trainers weren't in tag matches or good tag matches because I worked a couple tag matches. I knew what those tags meant, and I knew what, what time it was when those tags come. Guys around the independents anymore have no idea what either one of those things means the blind tag or, as you call it, the false tag or the hot tag. They just don't know. They don't have a clue.
3: They don't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: like, a,
5: it's been, it has, it has been such a, a horrible thing to see where they have, where they have taken the taxi world. I mean, uh, what used to be, you know, such a beautiful, beautiful thing to see great taxi matches, to now just uh, attacking match, like four or five minutes and they go home, no half time, nothing, no no storytelling. You know the art of the, of, the of, of of tag teams and you know the psychology of of working, of selling, and and and, and the fat tag in and out. I, it, it was just replaced by just destroying the whole tag team, you know, division.
1: Just out Well, right, I, I, absolutely. Then then you've got tag teams that are running around that have no business being put together. My I, when I go to book a wrestling show, you can ask Steve. <laughs> One of the first things I'll book is my tag teams. And if they have not been tagging for at least two years, they're not getting booked with me because you can't teach that chemistry unless they're tagging with one another on a regular basis. That's why I don't take two random guys and put them together and go, okay, you're a tag team for the night. It doesn't work like that. You won't get the chemistry.
3: No, I agree. Tag tag teams, are. Starting to come back to what they used to be, and I'm I'm glad for it. But they'll never be the way they used to be. I mean, like like I can not, not to make you blush, Mr. Blair, but the uh, the killer bees had it going on. Okay, they had it down to the science, math or no math, bee booties no bee booties. It didn't matter. They had it going on. They had the moves. They had the look. They had the speed, and they had the talent.
2: But we and, also had, thank you so you much.. I love you. I love you. I love you, I, I, love, like you. I love you. you. And thank you so much. but we so also good. had that's what, that's what created. You're so intelligent. I, I love to hear uh, <laughs> an intelligent female wrestling commentator, you. because you know, there's so many intelligent. Oh females that don't get enough credit for because they're female they in a male what's considered a male sport but anyway they are just as intelligent as we are listening to uh this evening with your co-host but uh let me just say that um um it's 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 all about um you know performance uh it's all about respect it's all about Um, people trying to learn and and give it their best and, and to really really try to listen to the fans which you know unfortunately the difference that I see between the WWE and everyone else is the WWE has writers and scripters for everything and AAA everybody else ROH, uh, you, you you watch them, and they go out and they do their own thing. And um, I really, really respect that because calling it, a lot of it is being called in the ring, which is the way it always was. We only knew what a finish was, uh, basically maybe one high spot or two, and the rest was all done in the ring. And I think that you learn so much more. Um Being in the other organizations about psychology, about uh, uh, ring awareness, about um, all all the different things that it takes for you to be a professional wrestler, and being a professional wrestler is a very tough mountain to climb, but so many more guys are doing it in the younger uh in the in the other non w w e organizations it's amazing, and my hat's off to them oh yeah
4: much love
0: absolutely absolutely.
4: I love it. I so with that said, I'm going to bed. God bless you. I love you. Good
3: night, Brian. <laughs> no. Good night, Brian. All right, all right, all right. Remember, don't take up the whole bed this time, and don't steal my pillow. I'll be, I'll be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
4: gosh.
3: Love you, honey. Oh,
0: that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, uh, oh. well, I know it's getting late out there too for you, Hugo. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll let you go because we're gonna go ahead and. Wrap it up. Thank you so much my friend For uh, coming out uh, Looking forward to uh, uh, This uh, this Friday night if I'm remembering Right uh, with Triple uh, A uh, back on Twitch Only uh, with English That's commentary cool. This time and, well,
5: I believe mean, it's, uh, the... I mean, it's Saturday, oh, it's Saturday. I'm here in Puerto Rico I'm in Puerto Rico. I fly back tomorrow And they have me booked out Friday. So I believe it's Saturday from uh, Morelia and I believe, if I am not mistaken, because he just called me and left a message, I think I think Mr. King of the Mountain, Mr. Jeff Jarrett, amazingly, with WWE, will be part of the show Saturday. So don't ask me how this is done, because AAA has just announced uh, the alliance with All Elite Wrestling, but Jeff Jarrett, it's going to be there. So... That might be his Maybe last his contract allows
0: him to, him to do it. Yeah, hey, that too. My gosh. Yes, so,
5: so we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to this Saturday. Triple A will make some uh, huge announcements. And now with the alliance with uh, All Elite Wrestling, do not discard. I am not saying that it's official, but it was. it was supposed to happen and they stepped back and then ring of honor, and um, New Japan are doing the garden show. But AAA was the first company that had the date. Uh, that it was just the head creative Conan told Dorian, the main owner, let's kick back a little bit and let's get some storylines going. Let's get some other stuff going. I believe before the year is over, there's going to be huge news about uh, a big show of AAA in the United States, this this hasn't been told to me. But as I do the the Facebook on wrestling and, and I, I analyze stuff, and if they would have told me this, I would have not mentioned it because I, I do respect you know what it is to, to surprise fans. But because I don't have an official statement on that, I could venture to say that uh, that, that 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 something huge is going to happen in the states with uh, AAA and Europe, Europe. And uh, obviously they will be going back to South America. Uh, So looking forward to the English uh, uh, Twitch. It's going to be fun. And uh, the new company that we just opened up today, uh, World uh, Warriors Wrestling, is going to have on March 16, Alberto the Real against the man they call Cage, Brian Cage. Main event is going to be the uh, uh, Submission World Title, the Top Heel from Mexico, LA Park. Challenges Ricky and Messias Banderas. We have the, the UK Extreme Story brand Brand against uh, uh, Apollo. Uh, and uh, we have Santino Marella on the card. We have the Boogeyman on the card. Uh, uh, so it's going to be a huge card. It's called Clash of Warriors at the, in Puerto Rico. And uh, we will announce other international shows so things are happening. Two thousand nineteen like you guys folded. An amazing year for the business.
1: Uh, sounds like yeah. the business is on an upswing That's and if it true. continues like this, twenty twenty is just gonna be even bigger. Yeah. yeah,
5: don't forget to hook me up with the link of this show so I could put it on our on our pages and also show my wife why I haven't been answering her calls. <laughs> oh hour.
3: no! Don't don't tell <laughs> her you were talking to me. Don't don't tell her I was here. Okay, I I wasn't here. I wasn't here. I don't want her to meet <laughs> yeah. me. Okay. But let me have let me have the link. I could send I could send the link to her and also put her on our on our page. And
5: I love you guys. And I love you. I love you. Her, you yeah. know we could we could teach people to love wrestling if we have this moment where the passion comes out. You know where we find out more things. We get more knowledge, and we share. We share this adventure of what this guy did and what they're doing now. So, God bless it's you guys, not, and
3: take care. It's It's not just that. If we could change, just teach people change, how change. to love, we would win the yes, world. Yes. 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 Love. God, you guys. God bless care. you. God bless, God bless you. you. Thank, you thank, thank you so much. much. Okay. Take Bye. Care, Bye. care, man. Bye.
1: Love. All right. Well, that oh. was a
3: show and a half. Great. And a half is half isn't the word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh I, I won. I won. I won the flirt, the flirt battle tonight. He tried. He tried. He tied it up just as he tried to run out. And I beat him 3-2. Ha, ha, be Brian Blair. <laughs> it next yep. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. He tried to act like yep. Boston and tie it up. But... Yeah, Toronto won for the first time ever. Well, I usually beat him. Oh, he go. was flirting with me. There I, he was flirting with me in the green room like always. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all uh-huh. right, I'll bring you on right now.
4: <laughs>
3: let's go, let's go on air. Come on, Brian, we got to get on air. He goes, all right, sweetheart, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. All right, well, uh, unfortunately, uh, Sean, uh, Sean dropped, um, Just now, so uh, we're going to get ready to call it a night. Uh, Don't forget, uh, right back here next uh, Tuesday night at uh, 10, 9 central time right after SmackDown Live. We will go over Elimination Chamber, Raw, SmackDown Live. If there's uh, more information uh, coming out on uh, Double or Nothing, we'll have that too. All the wrestling news that's fit to print, so... Until next week, I am, on behalf of Sadistic Sean and uh, Jess Blue, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my co-host.
3: Ha <laughs> don't listen to him. On behalf of Jess Blue and Katie, Chaotic Katie, good night. You know what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Get out, shut off the lights, and take your glasses to the bar.